From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour, TGIF. One and all, thank you for waking up early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Oh, my gosh, I'm overloaded with stuff that I want to tell you about. Let me let me open with something because I have a sneaky suspicion with the amount of content that we want to share with you this hour. If I don't lead with it, it's just not going to get in at all. Uh, there's a very deceiving, truncated, meaning edited video that depicts Mike Tyson, former heavyweight boxing champion of the world, hitting a passenger on an airplane. He hits the guy. I'm not disputing that. And boy, I'll tell you what, you don't realize it unless you know the sport of boxing. Even though he's leaning over the seat and he's in this plane that has these glass partitions around, so he's he's having to punch downward. And they're really short punches, but I guarantee you, they 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 say a fighter never loses their punch. And if you've watched Tyson, even at this stage of his life, because he has been boxing and he's in good shape. Oh, my gosh. He was just wailing at this guy, but very short little do 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 punches how did it go do, 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 do. just like that and then you think oh man he's you know he's a lunatic and all this tyson actually gets a bad rap he's he's a good guy he's a good guy that gets a bad rap his prison stint uh, prison stint was garbage i never believed that he was guilty of that i think it was in indiana he was in a bad state for what he was charged with. So I I don't think Tyson should be charged. I think there's a whole story here that we don't know. Uh, I believe that finally he had enough of someone that was harassing him for an extended period of time. And I believe threw a water bottle at him. So what I believe, I mean, I can't prove this and I think all of this will come out because it was all being filmed. That was somebody else filming. I think Tyson was being set up for a payday maybe, for just publicity, whatever. I'm not, look, you know me. I don't, I've never been in a physical fight myself my entire lifetime. And I don't believe in, in, in hitting people. But I think Tyson was within his rights. If somebody throws something at you, they're they're verbally jazzing you up and they won't stop. Then they throw something at you. You've got a right to defend yourself. I, I contend he was hit first. If those facts turn out to be true, Tyson was assaulted first and defended himself. Interesting to note, two other people, I think the guy that Tyson 
got into the physical altercation with on the airplane Wednesday night. I think that guy and another guy, they were taken into police custody, ultimately released. Haven't heard a thing about Tyson being questioned, charged, or anything. So usually I'm not going to support someone involved in a physical altercation. And a spokesperson for the San Francisco Police Department told ESPN yesterday that at approximately 10.06 p.m., I think that was Wednesday night, officers were dispatched to a physical altercation on board an airplane. This was at San Francisco International Airport. They haven't revealed the identity of those involved. They say they don't release the names of detained individuals, but they did detain two people. They were apprehended and later released. And one person was treated at the scene for non-life-threatening injuries, and it wasn't even close to that. Hold on, I have to sneeze. Oh, I would have loved that. I don't know about you. Sneezes are absolutely, I mean, they're like medicinal. Just boom. They're good. They open everything up. Yes, fellow allergy sufferers. I can't even say the word allergy because I am suffering from allergies. It's, it's um, I don't know. I guess at some point, I mean, I do decongestants and and an allergy medicine that I do. I'm like a house cat for about eight weeks, probably closer to 10 every every year. And uh, because if I don't, then I'm going to wind up uh, being on the sideline because it just the the tree pollen just demolishes me. But I guess at some point I have a really good allergist. He's, He's wonderful. I've known him since I worked at NatWest Bank, which incidentally coincides with my broadcasting career. I started on the same day, two things, July 1st, 31 years ago. I started NatWest and here at this very, well, for the first couple of years, we were located at California and Atlantic Avenue and Atlantic City right across the street from the California Avenue Firehouse. I liked it over there. I mean, I like this better, I have to be honest. I like this better. The facilities are absolutely amazing. And uh, if I've never told you the story, the president of our company uh, is in my old office. That was my office, the president's office, when I was a vice president with NatWest Bank. Uh, But my office when I was with NatWest Bank wasn't here. I think at some point, I'm trying to remember. Now, our move from California Avenue in Atlantic City to here was after Nat West left this um, 950 Tilton Road was the corporate offices for National Westminster Bank. The top executives in the company worked here. And I got to know, and he's since passed, really good man. 
the owner of this property who also owns the Merrill Lynch building and the old Merrill Lynch building and other properties. He's really, he was a great operator and visionary. Did beautiful rehabilitation to the properties that he bought and first just quality all the way. But it was really amazing because what do they say? Everything happens the way it's supposed to. I don't think I've ever told you this before, but maybe I have cryptically or mentioned a little bit about it. But because I got to know the owner, because I was already working here and I was going to be transitioning, uh, I worked for NatWest for three years. And in the third year, I had a goal of leaving the bank and doing radio. I was already doing both full-time and I got to the point where I had to choose. I felt I had to choose because it was just becoming way too much. I just had too much responsibility and I didn't want to get to the point where I wasn't doing either responsibility as well as I would like and I felt that we could do this. Most people... When I announced my plans, that I, no, nobody left the bank. You stayed at the bank for 25 years and retired. Nobody ever left the bank. Vice president position. What, 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 what are you, crazy? You're going to leave the bank? Yes, I left the bank. I really liked my job a lot, and I was good at it. But I love this. I fell in love with radio. So what a blessing it was. The bank loved the idea that I did the radio show and supported me all the way. And when I got to the three-year point, I was able to leave NatWest. And it just worked out beautifully. And so I was leaving and I talked to um, the owner of the property. And he said, Harry, I think that um, because we had to leave Atlantic City because they were building the Clayton Graham Public Safety Building. So everybody had a lot of lead time. I knew I was going to be leaving the bank, but I stayed for a bit. Well, I knew we were leaving Atlantic City, but we needed to find a home. And our then general manager, I said, this this property, NatWest, is leaving it. It would be perfect. And at that time, we had three radio stations. We now have six. And we only took part of the 950. Now we have the whole thing. But it just worked out beautifully. So I do once in a while say to our president that uh, this take take care of my office, take good care of my office, and he does. But it's a pretty fun story. And just another one of those, you never know how things are going to turn out. You got to play the game because you never know. If you don't play the game, I don't mean playing games, uh, but I just mean if you don't, you don't finish the contest, you don't know how it's going to turn out if you quit. But we all have those moments of truth. And I will tell you, almost everyone in my life, I didn't feel pressure, but I never had so many people tell me that I was making a mistake. Margie said, one thing to me because it was obviously very important 
would I be able to support Margie and our children? And I said, yes, I know I wouldn't do anything to risk our family. Yes, I will be able to. So Margie immediately signed on. Without that, I wouldn't have done it. It just wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been the right thing to do. My twin brother, Don, completely believed in me. He said, go for it. He goes, you can do it. Chuck Malamut. So I had this very small kitchen cabinet. Chuck Malamut said, absolutely. And, and obviously he was, even in those earlier years of his financial services career, he was mindful that I need to be able to provide for my family, not just do something like, hey, I want to quit and I want to form a band. You know, I want to I want to play music. I needed to be able to do it because I wanted to do it. I passionately wanted to do it. But I was fortunate, though, because I did have a three-year ramp up. It wasn't quitting one day. But I'll tell you, so many people said, oh, my God, Harry, what are you doing? Radio is very, very, even though radio itself had been around and some talk radio had been around. Bob Grant, Rush Limbaugh for a couple of years. There weren't many people. Sean Hannity was in Atlanta, a local guy in Atlanta, I think at the time. I said, look, how often? I said, there's like 100 people in the whole country doing this. How many times do you get the opportunity? So I put a whole business model together and a proposal, pitched it to the general manager and the program director. You couldn't do it today. You just couldn't, you could never do it. And they gave me the green light and we went for it. And at the three-year point, we, we went totally full-blown in. And it's not a, it was not even a see, I told you so or anything because so much unfolded that even I couldn't know. But I knew enough, and I have to say, Mr. Trump, President Trump, was a very big part of it because he supported me the entire way when I left to start the radio show and to start at NatWest Bank. President Trump was with me until he left Atlantic City, so I believe for about the first 12 years. And obviously, and they were my main sponsor, if you will, then Trump Hotels and Casino Resorts. So it was really quite amazing because President Trump asked me to stay for six more months, and I did. And he was with me. And that's why when I read these stories and I, I hear these liars, you know, President Trump, if, you, if you're leaving – he said, hey, listen, good luck. See ya. And then you, you never hear from him again. But he came on board. Chuck Malamut came on board and, and a few others. And we were just very, very fortunate. And at three years, we got to the point where I said, we can do this. We, it, you know, it was one thing when you still had you know, a fallback. But 
I said, we can do this. I know we can do this. And we did. And everything happens the way that it's supposed to. I would file that under prudent risk, but it was well thought out. It wasn't some willy-nilly pipe dream taking some just incalculable, stupid risk, throwing, you know, other things that were stable away in favor of something that was insane. It wasn't, it wasn't, but that's how a lot of people did look at it. All right, Harry, you got a great position. You're a bank officer and the radio, and you're going to, you're going to quit the bank. I said, yeah, I'm going to quit the bank and I'm going to go full born into this. So happy we did easy. You know, you look at back, you look back at it now and it's like it was a guarantee and natural and, and all of that. Uh, nothing, nothing was assured, nothing at all. And that's why we always look at this. I always treat it like it's something you just, you can't take it for granted for one minute. All right, we're way late. Got a break. Uh, when we come back, yesterday was an example of the state of confusion the dangerous state of confusion of our president. I want to address that when we come back. Hurley in the Morning continues. TGIF, thank God, it's Friday. But it's been a great week on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. Fox News Commentary. I'm Jimmy Fallon, and I'll tell you why satanic worshiping is becoming child's play. Next. Okay, guys, we got to put our trays up for takeoff. Where's Dad? Oh, he's in the back. We could only get three seats together. Daddy has my pillow. We'll get it later. Can you not put your feet up, please? Why aren't we going? We must be in line for takeoff. Like security? Well, that was a different line. I have to go. We just sat down. But I have to go. The seatbelt sign's on. Why aren't we moving? Hey, no kicking. We're just 15th in line for takeoff. Son of a... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. So here's one you might have missed. An Illinois elementary school is catching heat for launching an after-school Satan program, which is exactly what it sounds like. A bad idea. The founder of the club says it was designed to give kids an alternative to other religious after-school clubs. But hello, nobody wants their kid playing pin the tail on the demon. And if they do, odds are they shouldn't have a kid. Now, to be clear, I haven't seen all the curriculum in the after-school devil-worshipping program, but I do consider myself an expert on being in hell because I once watched an entire episode of The View. Jokes aside, any school board that greenlights a program like this should go for extra help. Now, thankfully, a Pennsylvania school board voted down a similar measure, and that's a good thing. Because kids have enough madness in their lives right now between the mask mandates, the lockdowns, and the battle brewing over sex ed for kindergartners, they really don't need another program where the devil is literally in the details. Point being, kids are supposed to be our future, and if we can't protect them from Satan clubs, this whole country is going to go up in flames. I'm Jimmy WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Hey, thanks very much and welcome back. I don't want to get into uh, the, the state of confusion just yet because I'll have to start and stop too quickly. But let me, in the couple of minutes that we have before the break, tell you about a Trafalgar poll. Now, remember, Trafalgar is actually, and their full name is the the Trafalgar Group. They are extremely accurate. 
they not only poll likely voters, they're polling likely general election midterm voters. They did a survey between April 18th and April 20th. Today is the 22nd. I mean, you can't get much more current than this. We have been doing this now. We're in our 31st season. I've covered a lot of elections, as you know. We've covered them together. I've never seen Republicans in the generic, what's called the generic midterm ballot or generic sampling. I've never, ever seen Republicans up by nine points. Now, you understand the generic ballot, that when you're up nine points in the generic ballot, that treat that like the popular vote, the national popular vote. This is absolutely extraordinary. So when respondents who are likely general election voters and they polled 1,077 of them from around the country, the poll has a margin of error of 2.99 percentage points. It reads, when likely midterm voters were asked, quote, who do you plan to vote for in the upcoming congressional election? The results were Republican candidate, 48.1 percent Democrat candidate, 39.4 percent. A nine point differential. I've never, ever, ever been able to tell you that before. Not even close to something so wide. So this is huge. And I am telling you that unless something unforeseen and, you know, they're look, they're not going to they're going to do everything they can. The Democrats are going to do the um, the nine. I'm sorry. The, the, I always say nine eleven. the January 6th, the report. I mean, they're doing everything they can to change the subject. It's not going to work. All right. Much more content straight ahead. Thirty two minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. Wide open forum coming up in the next hour. And I do want to tell you the nine o'clock hour is going to be an official mental health break. We're going to turn off all the hot talk, all the politics, all the nasty, negative garbage that's going on. And we're just going to have fun in the nine o'clock hour. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It is 32 minutes past the hour. If you want to get a head start, I have not announced this anywhere else. But I did file it about 45, 60 minutes ago. The truth, the undisputed, self-evident truth. Atlantic City Board of Education, City of Atlantic City, Stockton University, and the Boathouse. Also, I seem to be the only one reporting on it. The Atlantic City International Airport was not closed yesterday. We have the details and the details about a stock. 
From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. If you like cooler springtime weather, you'll enjoy this weekend. And if you like it to be a little warmer, you'll love it too. For today, nearly picture-perfect sunshine with a high of 71. Fair tonight down to 46. Cooler tomorrow, mostly sunny, 60 for a high. And then temperatures rebound for Sunday, sunshine and 73. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, great one. 38 minutes past the hour. Let me finish the Trafalgar poll, then we will move on to um, Bizarro World. Uh, President Biden, 39% approval rating. 50% strongly disapprove. That's deep. And then another more than 10% disapprove. Just without the word strongly. Like a strongly worded letter to the White Star Line. Remarkable in, in the most negative sense. So here we go again. Clean up in aisle number seven. I was watching it and I thought, oh my gosh. The president is completely just incoherent. He is morphing Title 42 with the mask mandate. And they're not related. And I, I, I'm watching and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is this is just so bad. Do you know, I think it is going to get to the point where he they're just going to have to hide him. And they'll roll him out. He'll read the teleprompter and then he'll shuffle off like Artie Johnson in Laughing. And that and then he, they they can't let this guy out. He has to be completely managed. He was asked about the administration's position on Title 42, which is that's the expulsions uh, that President Trump put into place. And it's expiring in May. The president got confused. He responded to the question as if the question asked was about mask mandates. He was directly asked about whether he was considering delaying the expiration of Title 42. And he said, no, what I'm considering is continuing to hear from my, my, uh, then he stopped. He scratched his head. I'm watching this, took notes, and then he completely switched the topic. He said, no, what I'm considering is continuing. And then he stopped. Well, first of all, There's going to be an appeal by the Justice Department because as a matter of principle, we want to be able to be in a position where if, in fact, it is strongly concluded by the scientists that we need Title 42, that we'd be able to do that. But, quote, there has been no decision on extending Title 42. Huh? The White House tried to clean up 
the poopy afterward. Quote, they're saying the president was referring to the CDC's mask mandate and there is no Department of Justice action on Title 42. See, he brought the Department of Justice into the mask mandate because he doesn't know what he's talking about because he's not present. He's not well. But we're going to just keep on pretending that this is okay and that everything is normal because it's so important for that to be the case. White House Deputy Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre, incidentally, elegant looking, much more polished, much more well-spoken than uh, this awful um, Jen Psaki. How is this Jen Psaki allowed to have one foot out the door at MSNBC and be the, the spokes? I mean, how is this allowed? And nobody says anything. But this Corrine Jean-Pierre, I despise her public work because I find it so dishonest. But she is much more elegant and well-spoken. All the way around, better than Jen Psaki, but terrible. Don't get me wrong. This compliment only can go so far. She said, quote, extending Title 42 is not our decision. We've been saying that it is Congress's decision to make. Well, that's a lie. Of course, Biden came out and said he's ending it. She says it's not. Everything, remember, they are liars who lie about lying. And this whole thing, like, they, they weren't appealing it. They didn't ask for a stay on the judge's decision. And incidentally, it was disgusting. Yet all the Democrat rags and the Democrat blowhards in, in media and so on calling out the judge, trashing the judge who made the decision. But remember, anytime Trump or anybody would bring up about a decision, they would go bananas, the judicious separate judiciary, and they would go crazy on you. They are liars who lie about lying. Quote, the CDC must have the essential public health authority now and in the future. This is uh, Jean-Pierre. The principle that public health decisions should be made by public health authorities, that is what is at stake right now. Get out of here. They act like they're separate, like they're not colluding together. We will only appeal it if the CDC asks us to. Hi, we're CDC. We're asking you to appeal. Oh, okay. We'll appeal it then. Boy, they think you're stupid. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about one of the worst $300 million investments ever. It had a shelf life of 30 days. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. And thank you for that. It is 10 minutes before the top of the hour. Well, once again, just like Air America, which from the moment it was announced, I said it will fail in record time. So much money. See, 
for a Democrat to be successful in talk radio, it has to be subsidized. They can't make it in the free market. Few can. There are few, and they're very good. They're wrong, but they're very good at what they do. But Air America, I mean, and that was people like Al Franken and other people that became a part of that. They had a big, big, big pile of money that the the kooky uh, socialist Democrats put together to launch Democrat talk radio. And they thought they could buy what conservative talk radio has taken decades to build in the free market. Not subsidized. And it failed spectacularly. And I knew it would. I didn't wish it on them, but I knew it couldn't make it. It's not, you can't monetize garbage. You just can't, unless you're in the garbage business. If you're in literally the trash business, you can monetize garbage. But there was no way uh, that they were going to be able to make it. I knew that, that, look, people aren't watching CNN for free. Who's going to pay to watch CNN Plus? Hey, we suck, and now we're going to suck plus, and we want you to pay $5.99 a month. So guess what? After less than one month, one of the most spectacular flameouts in history, over $300 million dollars. They attracted people like Chris Wallace and Allison Roman. And by the way, let me do a quick sidebar. I texted Brian Kilmeade last night. He was filling in for um, Jesse Waters. It's just a typical day for Kilmeade. Wakes up at two. I think he gets up at three, but um, up at three, Fox and Friends, six to nine. Kilmeade show. Oh, which, by the way, we are guest hosting this Wednesday for Brian. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Allison. So we'll have a busy Wednesday, early in the morning, 6 to 10. Brian Kilmeade, 10 to 1. If you want to catch me live on Kilmeade, 9 to 12. If you catch it here, which many people will, the 9 o'clock hour Brian show is in the 12 noon hour here. And then we carry the 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock hours in real time. So I texted Brian because I saw Greg Gutfeld had to, he had to do it eight times. Just crushing Chris Wallace yesterday. And a bunch of other people were doing it. Brian Kilmeade had a guest that brought up Chris Wallace. You got to give Brian credit. I do. He is such a good guy. He's such a gentleman. He said, oh, Chris is a friend. You know, he does our radio show, and he didn't, he didn't get into any of that. Look, I, I think Chris Wallace is a news bum. I think, I think he's dishonest. I think he was, is a Democrat that pretends like he's not. And I think it's clear. I think he is a registered Democrat, which is fine. But don't act like you're not what you are. So I'm no fan of Chris Wallace. Never, never was. I was a fan of his father, Mike Wallace. And Chris, you know, it's like multiplicity. He, he's like the seventh Michael Keaton. I mean, pizza in his wallet. Yeah, pizza, Steve. So Chris Wallace, I, and I think Kilmeade s- said that 
I think it was Kilmeade. Somebody said it yesterday that I think Chris Wallace makes like $9 million a year or something at CNN+. Plus. Well, I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe he'll move to the 7 o'clock show, the old um, Cuomo slot. I, I just have to say I predict he will do terribly in it uh, because he's just not – he's not watchable to me. But I haven't gone out of my way. I don't trash the guy. I mean I'm saying some things now. I'm only giving you my objective commentary about him. Uh, but Kilmeade – and I wrote Brian a nice little text message. Let me, let me get it out so I don't misquote myself. Why paraphrase when you can get it precise? He was doing uh, um, Jesse Waters' show, 7.39 p.m., and I sent Brian, Brian, you are the real deal in a total class act. While so many were trashing Chris Wallace today, you did not. Much respect, Harry. Now, a friend writes, uh, he's got this part wrong. I, I agree that Chris Wallace is boring. I just got this from a friend. I want to protect protect him. No, it's more than that. I find him dishonest. He pretends to be objective. It's a very dangerous kind of reporter. Pretends to be objective and newsy and not opinion. But it's not true with him. So this wonderful CNN Plus, I don't wish anyone ill. You know, that's that's not my thing. I don't believe in that. But it was a streaming service. And it had a shelf life of less than 30 days. The new people didn't like it. They didn't want it. They didn't want it when it was in the when they were when uh, Warner was buying CNN, they they didn't want it. And you've got Warner Brothers now and Discovery. They they quickly made it be known that they believe that CNN Plus was an ill conceived idea, and it will go down. Now, Jeffrey Zucker wanted this. And then, of course, and you can imagine, imagine being Chris Wallace. You're on the number one cable channel in the world. And you go and you make this deal with CNN Plus. And like, I mean, lickety split. Five minutes later, Zucker, the guy that wanted you so bad is out and then weeks later the whole format is kaput who gets more text messages than me nobody wow painful painful lesson what a cost And really, it's it's a problem with the brand. You know, some of the new leaders, I don't know if the guy's name is pronounced Licht. It's C-H-T, not K-E-D, but I think it's Licht.
Um, he he's he's not happy with this whole opinion debacle that they are. I mean, CNN is is like MSNBC. They're they're absolutely horrible, horrible. The things they say. I mean, it, it's just they're unwatchable. I, I literally cannot tell you. The last time, I don't even mean for a split second, that I have had CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS. Well, if CBS has some sports competition or something like that. But I mean for their political or their news commentary. No chance. It's completely dishonest. No reason. And yes, I don't know that DeSantis has signed it yet, but the House of Representatives in Florida followed up. It seemed like five minutes after the Senate, but it was like the next day. And this legislation that will strip Disney of its self-government. Boy, this I'll tell you what, it's going to cost Disney. I don't even know how much money it's going to be unbelievable it'll take like a year to figure it all out and put it together but something they have enjoyed for more than 50 years is out the window simply because they lied and somebody could get mad and say oh you you shouldn't do this because they did that hey look look what the democrats do don't tell me about any of that i'm not even worried about that But all they had to do was not get involved in sexual orientation and gender identity for six, seven, and eight-year-olds. Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Can't wait. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm going to get right to your calls, and I promise I'm not going to do a monologue this hour because I want to get in as many of your calls. We have the entire switchboard. I mean, jam-packed. It's so grateful for you. But I want to tell you something I wanted to share last hour, and we simply ran out of time. I'll just do it very, very quickly. Just to give you an idea how fast time goes by. Do you remember Elian Gonzalez? Janet Reno ordered that raid. Can you imagine what Democrats would do today? Think about this. That was a Democrat attorney general that ordered the raid. There is the photo that, if you remember, it captivated the world. You had the crying Elian Gonzalez being held by, I don't know what relative it was. Uh, Could be his father. I think, I don't remember. It was an uncle or father. But you can tell he's in the closet and you've got a guy with a helmet on, big goggles and and an assault weapon pointed right at Elian Gonzalez, a six year old boy. Elian Gonzalez is now 28 years old and a father in his own right. I don't have time to tell you the whole story. There was a whole terrible custody battle and he went back to Cuba. It's just it's a horrible story. Um, but just to give you an idea how fast time goes and also 
how much the Democrat Party has changed. Can you imagine what the woke mob would do if a Republican attorney general ordered a raid on a child like this and you had somebody in full military regalia with an assault weapon pointed right at the child? Imagine what they would do. And I remind you, Democrats did all that. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hi, Harry. Uh, you know, your your, pre, your your caller who actually texted you last hour is so right about Chris Wallace. You know, Bob Grant, the term fake, phony fraud, absolutely applies to Chris Wallace. And as he said, he's, he's more dangerous, much more dangerous than a, a fellow like Jim Acosta, who we right. know is, right. is a crazy heart, right? Because exactly, exactly. He comes off, he wants to come off as being as fair arbiter, but his performance in that first debate with with President Trump, who was suffering, we, we knew this, we didn't know it in advance, but he, he apparently had had COVID. And that first debate there, it was so one-sided, you know. President in, in, in a close election like we had, that first debate might have cost President Trump the election right there. Look, I, I remember now, I just don't remember the specifics, but President Trump was getting ready to land the haymaker, and the, the supposed referee came right between the two boxers and, and prevented that from happening. And I, remember, he also, Chris Wallace brought up the total false narrative that Trump said there's good, good people on both sides, that whole debunked bull. Correct. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, and just the, uh, Wallace, do, do you know why Wallace quit Fox News? I know why. I'm just asking you, do you know why? Well, he was, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, um, and I don't want to share things. You understand I have a relationship with, with Fox. I'm not going to say anything that's been said to me privately, but my own observation is that he did not like the opinion hosts and the content that was on the channel. He was embarrassed by it, and he wanted to leave. It, in particular, his, his real beef was with Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even more specifically, it was the January 6th documentary that Fox Nation broadcast. It was Chris Wallace, Jonah Goldberg, and Steve Hayes. All three of them pretty much quit simultaneously. And, and let me tell you, the, the Goldberg and, and Chris Hayes, absolute never-Trumpers, uh, they're actually leftists that, that try to pose, just like Wallace, that try to pose as conservatives. I had dinner across the table. There were like 20 people. Chris Hayes was right across the table from me at this event in Naples years ago. And I'll tell you, he couldn't be more pro-open borders than the current Joe Biden administration. He was absolutely total open border guy. And, and you know, he, he, he didn't realize, look, that the disaster that immigration was here. He, he was you know, playing this, this, you know, it's this neocon narrative that let's have complete free trade. Let's take our manufacturing jobs overseas. Let's get our open borders uh, so we can just have cheap labor in this country. Uh, you know, again, it's the complete anti-Trump policies that 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 we're talking about. And, and final point I want to make: 
Governor DeSantis, I mean, what a superstar. You know, a once-in-a-lifetime statesman. That's what he's turning into. You know, uh, it, it just, the, the big wins just keep keep coming. He, he, he's, he's just such a, a brave guy, not afraid to stand up to to these woke corporations and, and to these journalists. I mean, just, just incredible. Without Trump, DeSantis would 100% be the Republican nominee for president. If President Trump doesn't run, and I don't see a scenario where that is even possible, President Trump is running. If I'm DeSantis, I would not run. His brand is so strong, so good right now, because you know what Trump will have to do to him. If if he runs, Trump is going to Jeb Bush him. He's going to find the weak spot. I know that, that DeSantis is a special forces uh bronze star medal recipient but it would be if i was his life coach i would tell him perhaps run with trump wait four years you know it's not eight because when you're when your candidate wins you're out for eight years a lot of people listening that don't live the lives of these folks I, I'm kind of sad about their lives because they're, they're they're counting eight years gone. And I mean, we want to treat every day so precious, but it's understood that Trump can only be president for four years. If I'm DeSantis, I would keep keeping on. Run with Trump, perhaps, unless Trump doesn't want to run with him. But I would run with him if I were Trump. Trump has Florida without him. So maybe Trump goes a different direction. But DeSantis he is doing all the right things right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'd hate to see DeSantis leave the governorship here in Florida because, man, we love him. Yeah, and because if he did, I, I say this w- with utmost respect, if he did, a Democrat could win the seat. I don't the states changed in a lot of ways in a positive sense, but but you're absolutely right about. You say it's about, changed in a lot of ways. Uh, Ron DeSantis won by like zero point zero zero two of one percent against a bum, Andrew Gillum. Exactly. Don't ever don't ever no, think they, that just because the legislature is wildly Republican and you know it's altogether different. I'm telling you, without DeSantis. There's no absolute heir apparent that would guarantee that that would stay a Republican governor's seat. The point I want to make, Harry, is that the state has never had a majority of registered voters be Republican. The state now has a majority of registered voters are Republican. And and as you know, they've done a great job uh, increasing the registrations. Yeah, and and, the the in-migration that's coming to Florida... They're, they're primarily conservative voters. That's the good thing. Good. Uh, not all, but but, but you're, you're so right, though, Harry. DeSantis should not run in 24. Uh, it would be an absolute stab in the back to President Trump. President Trump saved DeSantis when he was in a... Re- the re- he was going to lose the Republican primary. Oh, without a doubt. He was an obscure member of Congress. I mean, nobody really knew him that well. People sometimes you don't, but people sometimes forget. And yes, Trump endorsed him and got him over the finish line and and helped him in the general election. And he needed every bit of help because it was like two tenths of one percent over over a criminal. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable 
how close that was. His race was, um, I believe, closer than even Scott's uh, was um, to Nelson. So uh, he's been great, though. uh, And if he runs for governor, he will have a very comfortable uh, victory. And I think a lot of Democrats will just avoid the contest. He's that strong. Yeah, they'll throw sacrificial lamb. Uh, it's just the one. The last thing I want—I know your phone lines are full, Harry. In the Ohio Senate race, it's going to be fascinating to see how President Trump's endorsement, if it catapults JD Vance, who I think is an incredible candidate. Who, and by, uh, by the way, you and I haven't been able to have a knockdown dragout on this. It shows you what an extraordinary guy President Trump is. JD Vance called President Trump Hitler. See, you and I have had a little bit of a disagreement on J.D. Vance because I don't like disloyal people. And he's had a conversion to where he supports Trump now, but so did Romney. And then five minutes later, look what Romney was like. Um, I don't trust J.D. Vance. The, you, you, you need to do what I did, Bob. You need to go back and, and read and view what J.D. Vance said about President Trump. I mean, hideous stuff. You are aware of this, aren't you? Completely aware of it, Harry. And, and you So know, do you trust these conversions that go 180 degrees the other way? Look, I'm, I'm with him. I think he's going to win. Uh, but I always look at people like that, that they bear watching. When it's a sincere individual, I do trust it. Okay. You know, St. Saint, Saint Paul, I'm, I'm not saying J.D. Vance is St. Paul, but St. Paul was a hor- horrible sinner. And look what the great St. Paul did for Christianity. What I'm saying, though, is there are a lot of people, especially in the political world, that if they said the things that J.D. Vance said about Trump, they would never have any time for him ever again. But Trump is a really good man, and he's also strategic, and he gets past things. You can do almost anything to President Trump once. He's amazingly forgiving, gets no credit at all for it. But I got to I got to run. I'm with you on this. But I'm just telling you, I'm a little suspect of this guy because I have this curse of being blessed with like a photographic memory of these things that people say and do. And all of a sudden, wow. And look, if you're some of those other Republicans, you're thinking, oh, my God, I was with him the whole time. This guy called him Hitler. Uh, I mean, that's pretty bad. You know, you, you get called a lot of things in politics, but I think he is going to win. Uh, it will only be because of Trump's endorsement or he would not win the Republican nomination. And he better be a great general election candidate because that's a Republican seat. Unless we pick someone like they did with the O'Donnell, the witch, you know, uh, self-proclaimed witch in uh, in uh, Delaware. And I forget the, um, the the idiot they picked in Nevada when that was in the bag. Had they picked the Tark, the Shark Jr. or anybody else, but they picked the one person that couldn't win. I, I just want to believe in J.D. Vance. I'm just still a little suspect of him. He's been consistent on policy with Trump all along. Okay. He he, he thought, you know, in then, terms then, then, of... Then why, then why didn't he like him then? It, it, it I think, was the, the personality yeah. thing, Harry. He, okay. he just did not... He, he, he was listening to some, some of the, uh, the, the, the trashers, the, the neocons. Uh, it, it was not... He didn't think Trump would deliver on the promises, and then he realized that, that, that boy, that this this guy is is all 
all the all in on the middle class, on the working people of this country. I mean, J.D. Vance has been pushing, <clears throat> been pushing for the middle class and for workers in this country. You know, that's he's been- I, listen. I got to run to the break. I'm with you. I'm with him. Uh, I just didn't like his anti-Trumpism because it really was not subtle. It was really vicious, over-the-top stuff. But, you know, I can, you know me. I get past things. I hope he wins, uh, and I hope he's a great general election candidate. To be continued, Bob. Love the conversation. Right, Thank Take you, my care. friend. You too. See ya. We'll be back. More of your calls right after this. It is the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5. Here's Sean Hannity. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. R. Kelly has never lifted a finger, never said a word, really, to fight back against the record high illegal immigration that greatly impacted the state of Arizona. Uh, We see in Nevada that we have Adam Laxalt is surging and polls show that he's going to win that race. That'll be a pickup seat if Republicans can win that that seat. There's no way Beto Bozo. Now, the same guy that said that he's, hell yeah, we're going to take away your AK-47s. No, no, no. I'm from very pro-Second Amendment. I'm very pro, uh, yeah, we can't end Title 42. It's, it's all election year lying. Yeah, I, We used to call it election year conversions, but it's election year lying is what it is. The Sean Hannity Show, from coast to coast, later today. By texting 64,000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Freshly. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at Freshly.com slash terms. I really want to eat better, but I don't have the time. What can I do? Go to Freshly.com. Our nutritionist-approved meals are prepared by skilled chefs and delivered to you fresh every week. I don't have time to prep and cook. Freshly's meals are already cooked. Just put them in the microwave for three minutes and you've got a hot, gourmet, delicious, nutritious meal. And now get $125 off your first five orders when you text BITE to 64000. With Freshly, there's no worry about grocery shopping, ingredient checking, or hours spent prepping and cooking. Savor Freshly's variety. From comfort food classics that are carb-smart and gluten-free to dairy-free options, plant-based meals, and more. And you can adjust meals and deliveries based on your schedule. A healthy, delicious meal in three minutes? I have time for that. That's Freshly. And now get $125 off your first five orders when you text BITE to 64000. That's BITE to 64000. That's B-I-T-E to 64000. Today. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's Talk Station. Thank you. 26 minutes past the hour. Right to your calls at 609 407 1450. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Yes, it's true that uh, Saul of Tarsus was a persecutor of Christians, and once he joined ranks with Christians, he never two faced again, never again. So we're not talking about saints here, we're talking about double-dealing politicians that talk out of two sides of their mouths. That's what we're dealing with now. Yeah, Chanakya Pandit, an ancient Indian seer from Barda, the original name for India, had said, never trust a politician. Well, that was thousands of years ago, but nothing. there's nothing new under the sun, I don't think. But anyway, um, I'm going to complain about Elon Omar, one of the squad, who's complaining bitterly about Christians singing uh, hymns on a plane 13,000 feet up in the air. Well, actually, it was a chartered plane, and they're on their way to uh, Ukraine to do uh, to help the people out there. But uh, she should remember that uh, hundreds of Muslims 
bowed down to Mecca in Times Square, stopping traffic, and nobody did anything about that. So, you know, uh, the, the Mayflower expeditions that they came over between 1619 and 1624, there were 25 expeditions. Good came over on those boats, good and bad. And it's always been that way. There's always been good and bad here, and there always will be good and bad here. And that constitution that we have, no, it didn't stop slavery because slavery was already here. But because of the constitution, yes, slavery came to an end. It was violently ended. So she, these people are spitting on the 360,000 people who died on battlefields between 1861 and 1865. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Flash. 609-407-1450, pithy and uh, in and out. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Good morning. I'm, I'm, glad, that, I'm glad that Trump will be uh, running again. But uh, I hope uh, this time... He, uh, he's able to put safeguards in to prevent the election from being stolen again. Well, he can't, but that's what we've been saying uh, in the run-up to 2020. We saw it coming, and they pulled it off. Very, very close, but they pulled it off. Uh, and we've also been commenting, Gary, for the past number of months that Republicans are doing a better job right now buttoning down these things. That's why you hear people like Stacey Abrams going bananas this is the woman who still hasn't uh, conceded her loss to Kemp from almost four years ago. Uh, they're buttoning it down in Georgia, uh, making it easier to vote but harder to cheat. They're buttoning it down a bit in Pennsylvania. Uh, if you would have had the rules in effect for voting uh, in 2020 that were in effect in 2016, Trump wins for sure Pennsylvania and Georgia with, without question – and Michigan and one other state, he wins the presidency. Uh, Biden won because of the pandemic. I do believe because of massive cheating that took place but can't be proven. And also the uh, the, the um, COVID-19 with the restrictions that they put into place uh, with the all vote by mail stuff and all these things, extending this and changing that. Uh, but he's one man. He, he needs the help of these states to not let themselves get rolled over by the Democrats. When when Governor Kemp agreed to that consent order of everything that Stacey almost Governor Abrams wanted, she gets a great title there, even though she wasn't almost governor. Uh, so they have to they have to fix what was broken in 2020 or we're going to lose again. I know. Uh, and uh, I, I think uh, the, mis- the mistake Trump made the first time was not having the right kind of lawyers. I, I, I know Giuliani is a very good lawyer, but uh, Trump should have had lawyers that, you know. That, well, here's the thing. Everybody thought Sidney Powell at the time was just the cat's meow. I mean, and they just, her and Giuliani put this stupid release the Kraken, only there was never any Kraken to release, theme together. Whenever you promise that you're going to deliver something, as President Trump would say, huge. And if you say you're going to release the Kraken, I mean, people that that have that in their head, release the Kraken. This is like a hellstorm that you're promising to to release. Uh, And then nothing. And you have Rudy Giuliani looking like Grandpa Munster with the black shoe polish dripping down his face. I mean, I, 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 I couldn't believe my eyes. 
<laughs> Boy, <clears throat> and, and uh, another, it appalls me that they're still harping on that this uh, attack at the Capitol. It, it, it still, as if it's the worst. Thing Gary, that- it's all they got, you know. And and what what they fail to ever tell the American people, I, I hope people understand this: the breach of the Capitol occurred prior to President Trump's speech. The Democrats and their two Republican scumbags on this partisan committee, they make it like President Trump speaking ginned people up and created the breach. The breach, it's confirmed. The breach already occurred prior to President Trump speaking. And let's not forget, he did did tell people to be peaceful. The Democrats that got our country burned to the ground did just the opposite. I, I'm just so disappointed that there are so many gullible people that can't take one plus one equals two. If the breach of the Capitol happened before President Trump even spoke, how could he be responsible for the breach? But I'll tell you who is responsible for the breach. Nancy Pelosi, as Speaker of the House, she was in charge of the police protection detail. There was credible information that there was going to be a bunch of people uh, at, a, at a set time on a set day. President Trump offered more assistance. She turned him down. And that's that's the truth, not what they're trying to spin. Boy, oh, boy. And, uh, well, Nancy Baloney, as I call her. Uh, she got what she deserved by by getting her office vandalized. Well, don't say that. I mean, you know, I, I hear you, but I, what, what's the expression? My friend Mayor Langford used to say, "God don't like ugly." We don't need to go there. I mean, she's she's terrible, and she's almost as cognitively damaged as Biden. She just gets forgotten because he's president, and he's even at a slightly, you know, more. Um, uh, degraded level, but I, I, I would ask you to reconsider that whenever we wish that kind of thing. She's terrible. Her policies are awful. She says terrible things. She she is an, an, an a horrible example of the swamp, but I don't think we should wish, you know, anything like that. She didn't deserve to have stuff stolen out of her office or the guy with the horn hat uh, and the furry vest sitting in her chair. I mean, she didn't deserve that. We don't deserve her, but she didn't deserve that. Got to go to the break. We'll be back. More of your calls and open line at 609-407-1450. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it is still me with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. I give you this morning on the app, on the website, the truth about Atlantic City Board of Education, City of Atlantic City, and Stockton University and the Boathouse. It's incontrovertible. Atlantic City Airport, Atlantic City International Airport was not closed, but the tower was yesterday. We're the only ones with the story and Stockton University and their poll on cannabis. 
From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. It appears that our next chance of rain isn't until Tuesday, and until then, we have some really nice springtime weather ahead of us. For today, sunshine, high of 71, fair tonight with a low of 46. It'll be cooler tomorrow, mostly sunny, 60 for a high, and then back up to 73 on Sunday with lots of sunshine. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Present, I'm on the job. It is 40 minutes past the hour. Let's make it count. Wide Open Forum continues at 609-407-1450. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. Thank you for uh, being with us. Good morning, Harry. I just want to dovetail off of the last caller just for a second. So the Capitol is such a hallowed place that the shaman with the horns couldn't sit at Nancy Pelosi's desk. Um, Lindsey Graham couldn't vote for Ketanji Brown Jackson because he didn't have a tie on. They made him leave and go get a tie. But Nancy Pelosi can tear up the State of the Union address in front of the world disrespecting not only the, the president, but the presidency and the place in, in which she did it, those hallowed halls. Yes, and uh, as you know, it was not spur of the moment or anything like that. She pre-tore the pages so that when she wanted to have her big moment, her big crescendo, because nothing would be more embarrassing than trying to tear the pages and not being able to tear them. So she actually pre-tore as the speech went along. Exactly. And the Oval Office is such a hallowed place that Bill Clinton was serviced there by Monica Lewinsky and Barack Hussein Obama put his feet up on the Lincoln desk. And we know what the underside of a shoe means to the Muslim world, uh, especially when you remember the guy who threw the shoes at George W. Bush, what that was all about. So these people who talk about these hallowed places Give me a break. <laughs> I know. They're, they're, they are so dishonest. They are liars who lie about lying. So speaking about, uh, I want to talk about DeSantis. You know, uh, in a way, he reminds me of Obama. He's young, good-looking guy, good speaker, charismatic. And he's doing what Obama did every day, it seems. We're getting hit with something new from DeSantis. He's doing some new thing that's great for the country, great for the culture, great for our society, much like Obama did something every day that was deleterious to the same. Okay. Um, and this is the Sololinsky tactic. You, you have to keep doing new things in order to keep your opponent on their toes. You know, you got to keep confusing them, hitting them from all sides with new things. And it was right. And usually hitting them and blaming them for what you are guilty of. Exactly. Well, Rush Limbaugh, I committed this to memory. Rush Limbaugh said that the Democrats create crises, then run on solving the very crises they themselves created. And that's that's what they're, they they created the crisis in the minority community by getting rid of the police. And now they can run on if you vote for us. We'll stop the killing of black people, which we, we're seeing now in record numbers. Okay, uh, Tucker even did a piece on um, on the show last night about traffic deaths 
among African Americans uh, was up like I think either 25 or 50 percent during 2020 during the COVID. And you're thinking, well, wait a minute, there were no cars on the road. How is that? How is this possible? Well, because the cops were not pulling people over, pulling people of color over. Okay, so now, so they were driving in a way that previously they would have been pulled over. So they've created this crisis and they're going to run on ending the crisis that that they created. And they're going to pretend that it was going on long before they came around. Joe Biden yesterday, again, with this memorized line about 70 percent of the price hikes came in, in March because of Putin. Okay, maybe that's true. But 70 percent of the rise in prices overall happened even before Putin invaded. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe 70 percent of the rises in March were because of Putin. But as we know, it was all going on long before Putin. It, it, it's just it's just. And now Obama's out there again. Now, why is he out there again now suddenly, Harry? Well, we have an election coming up. Oh, oh, oh one other thing. How about and he's the he is the only suspect there. There's it's a universe of one. How about Obama sticks it to Biden again by getting the word out to the media that Joe Biden told him he's running for reelection because he knows there's all these questions. I mean, look at yesterday when he confused Title 42 with the mask mandate. It's scary what's going on. So that got all kinds of people talking. And then that that got the Democrat media putting a list out of 10 Democrats who may run for president just to emasculate Biden further. This Obama is absolutely a bad guy. He is, Harry. And, you know, and and he, he does this thing. And you know what I'm talking about when he, he gets out there and he starts mocking people. He starts mocking issues that are serious issues like the, you know, the LGBTQ stuff and all of that about what, what Republicans are trying to do and all this. And he does this, he does this thing with his voice where he's kind of laughing as he talks like a mocking way. And then as Harry Reid would say, and you know where I'm headed, he uses his Negro dialect. Because Harry Reid said that he didn't have a Negro dialect unless he wanted to. In other words, he used it when it served a purpose. Don't those Democrats get away with saying things that nobody could get away with? How about Biden when he said that Obama's the first, I think he he even said African-American candidate who is articulate and clean. I mean, how racist is that? Yeah. Well, how about when he said they're going to put y'all back in chains or when Hillary Clinton told the the black radio show that she carries hot sauce like they they, they do these things whenever they're around this group to make themselves look like, yeah, we're hip, we're cool, we're part of the crowd. But Obama's out there again doing the Saul Alinsky thing. You know, uh, what was it? Ridicule is the is um, is man's best weapon, ridicule. So he's getting out there again. Now he's talking about. You know, basically saying we need to censor free speech, and why? Why now? Well, because we've got to we've got to stop people from talking about Hunter Biden again. We've got to start stop people from talking about the fact that the word "gay" is not even in this Florida bill. One other thing, and I've got to run, Andy. I'm so late, and I apologize. I'd, I'd like to talk to you all morning. Uh, But we do have the next hour coming up, too. I might invite people to call back that I didn't give enough time to. Uh, So keep that in mind, everybody that's listening. If you didn't get through, I'm going to make the call right now. Uh, I was holding this 8 o'clock hour, like, in in abeyance. 
we're going to have more open forum. Then the nine o'clock hour, we're turning this this stuff off. It's too much. We just have to relax a little bit. So the nine o'clock hour is going to be fun. It's going to be a mental health break. But Andy, I invite you to call back in the eight o'clock hour if you're not working, if your time permits, uh, because I, I really would have loved to have talked to you some more. Because every time you say something, it makes me think of something else I wish I had said earlier. But there is just so much that's going on right now. And I'm telling you, these Democrats, they're eating their own right now. They're ratting on each other. They're backbiting. They, they know. And you ain't seen nothing yet. Wait until November 9th. Oh, when the squad says you didn't go for hard enough uh, socialist left. Bernie Sanders comes out and says he's thinking of running for president in 2024. This is with a Democrat president who says he's running for reelection. I'm telling you, if you're a Republican, a libertarian, a Democrat that has sense abilities, unaffiliated, uh, independents, you have to rejoice over what really is going on right now. And a friend of mine wrote me, if the tree falls in the forest and nobody you know, here is it that it fall. People know. Even with all the Democrat liars in the media, liars who lie about lying, the American people have this figured out big time. Back to your calls right after the break. Please don't go away. Uh, you are the next caller when we come back in just a little bit. Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Oh, I have a great topic for the 9 o'clock hour. And what I'm going to ask everybody to do, hang in there on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 switchboard because the whole 8 o'clock hour is going to be wide open for them. We're going to run right through the finish line here for the next five minutes. We'll take our quick break and we'll come right back to your calls. And right now, you will get a busy signal if you dial 609-407-1450. So hang in there. If you're on one of the phone lines, you're going to be on soon. And we've got the whole 8 o'clock hour. Then the 9 o'clock hour is going to be a mental health break. And I know this. You are going to love the topic. I promise you. It's going to be one topic only. But it's, it's a broad topic. But I don't want to say it until we get to the nine o'clock hour. Thanks for calling in. You're on the air. Oh, hi, Harry. Um, my mind is going crazy right now. And it's hard to keep things straight. Every sentence that's said, it brings up another issue. I know. And more support. I know. This administration is just driving us into the ground. It's disgusting. Anyway, I think that Trump, I'm a big diner person. <clears throat> and uh, I talk to a lot of people and I talk to mostly Republicans. Because I kind of get the gist. You can kind of feel out what people, who people are supporting. They say things while they're eating, and, and then a big discussion, you know, jumps up. Most of them, most of them love Trump, 
But a lot of them want DeSantis because they think they're going to avoid all of the fighting, all all of the attacks from Pelosi and uh, and the other side. I don't think they're going to avoid anything. But I think I want Trump in there. I think he deserves to be in there. He should have been in there right now. But if he doesn't take DeSantis, there might be a split in the party from good people on both sides. This is These are people that love what DeSantis is doing because he has the guts to do it. Trump has the guts to do everything that we need to get done, and he says he can get it done quick. But if he picks someone else, a lot of people are going to be disappointed. And it, I, I think the excitement is going to be if he... Let me let me jump in, gentlelady. Here's, here's all I will say to that. I think DeSantis should be Trump's first pick. I think he can be the pick. But if he plays too, I don't know, coy or, you know, sort of leaves open, he may run for president. If he becomes, I don't want to say a threat, but if he plays his cards right, I believe he can be absolutely the nominee. And I think he'd be, I think it would be perfect because he's got the executive experience. He'd have four years to groom. And Trump would give him a portfolio that would be impressive. Not like this joke that we have now, who, oh, by the way, uh, now um, Kamala Harris's chief of staff has quit. This woman is a disaster. And the media won't say it. A total disaster. I used to be an employer. And I know this. When you have this many people leave in 14, 15 months, the boss is the problem. Yeah, but yeah, but we already know that. And nothing will be done about it. Nobody's held accountable. She still hasn't been to the border to do anything. I know. It's, I know. It's, they, no, she's, ter- she's terrible. But on DeSantis, I'd love the ticket. Trump DeSantis would be gold. It's a shame he's the governor of Florida because President Trump has Florida in the bag. You, you would like to have a vice president that would help bring you a state that you might otherwise not win. I'd still pick him, though. I know I'd pick him, but there's going to be a lot of people disappointed, and you don't want that. No. You want everybody to be excited about this. Well, remember, though, everybody's going to be disappointed except the one that gets picked. I mean, so there's going to be disappointment no matter what. But I agree with you. DeSantis is, other than Trump, he's the next it thing with the Republicans. So I would work to keep him happy. But there are still people picking DeSantis first. Good Republicans that love Trump would yeah. rather have DeSantis. They I, I, think they're going to avoid all of all of the mess. Yeah, Trump would be a better candidate uh, to be on the top of the ticket uh, and DeSantis as the second and then DeSantis, the heir apparent uh, for the um, the 2028 election is what I would do. All right, we're going to continue. Thank you so much. You're a great caller. Thank you. There's one open phone line because I just freed it up. 609-407-1450. Don't go away. Your calls continue next. WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground 
to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Yep. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.4. It is TGIF. Thank you for tuning in to WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Look what you did. You made WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. How can we properly thank you? I try every day. I don't think I succeed, but I try. It's hard to to say thank you to those that mean everything. You just do your best. You try to be sincere and you do your best. Phone lines are just completely blowing up right now. So let's just continue with your call. 609 407 And after we run through the finish line to the top of the hour news break, when we come back in our final hour, we're going to turn it all down because I'm telling you, I talk to people, they, they ask me for mental health breaks. Please take me away from this. It's, it just, uh, it's 24 seven. It's like, are you watching this Johnny Depp, Amber Heard stuff? I mean, there's just, you can't, there's just everywhere you turn. It, it's just crazy time. The president doesn't know Title 42 from the, a, a, a mask, face mask. Uh, it's insane. You have Johnny Depp who used to speak uh, a certain way. Now he talks like uh, Orson Welles from Europe. I mean, I, I can't, I can't take too much more. It's crazy. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Boss, good morning. Good morning, sir. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, listen, uh, just to double up on what you said in your uh, 6 o'clock hour, uh, I'm up here in New Hampshire, and I, like you, lost my parents when I was very, very young. You know, I've been on my own a long time. All right? And um, these people here... They own both buildings that I've won, one in Atlantic City and one in Ventnor. I'm the superintendent of both of them for them. But I'm up here on their properties in uh, New England now, redoing some things. And uh, Marianne, um, Marianne O'Neill, the matriarch. Oh, Matt, call back and I'll find you. Um, I don't know if your phone went dead, but that was not anything that I did. Um let me give him a second to see if he realizes sometimes you, you keep talking. You don't realize that the line went dead um, because if I take another call, well, we'll take another call and then we'll get Matt next. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. No, I'm out. The talk radio independent uh, speech and thought. Yes. Uh, there's two things I want to uh, announce and the move here. I never uh, take no chance. If you got the bat, swing it. Uh, so I'm going to move swiftly, even though it's two hours. A uh, couple minutes, one is what I'm doing right now and filling out my petition for commissioner um, of this county here to kick ass both feet. Same time. Are you going to be running in the new District 1? Uh, I have, I'm doing the petition. I'm going to leave that empty for a minute. No, no, wait, no, no, no. Willie, I want to help you. Harry Hurley, life coach here. You can't leave it empty. When you get your petition signed, it has to be for what office you're running for. So you got to button that up, pal. 
or you're wasting your time. I'm not steering you wrong, Willie. No, I know that. Okay. Okay. All right. I got that. Okay. I have that. Okay. That's going to be done. I'm okay. Just, I, okay. It didn't sound like you did. Okay. I said I was going to hold it. All, All right. right. Now, here's the thing. One is uh, that the, the, what I'm doing uh, swiftly here as a commissioner, a uh, candidate. But first, I want to speak of that day. I will never forget. And I see this challenge, and I'll never forget. Um, I was down at the um, Civil Rights Garden. Uh, speaking to uh, the governor, McGreevy, mm-hmm. in there, and I was talking to him. I was telling him I'm running for political office. Gormley was coming in with some people. We was outside, and Gormley seen me talking uh, to McGreevy. And we was going in there talking. I said, you got a white Gormley there. And McGreevy said, yeah, <laughs> Gormley, Gormley way. So this is going back that day. And after that, I come down to the building there. Where your office were there, I knock on the door because uh, I had been on the radio at WSS mm-hmm. up on the boulevard. Yeah. And wasn't getting no answer. And I was pretty fired up, been in the heat, had some beers, partying. And I knocked kind of hard. And uh, the man come to the door, and I looked up. It's Harry Hurley. And now I'm angry. I'm saying, wait a minute. You, not only am I not getting into the radio station, you out here are going to get kind of tough with me. And what is going on? But anyway, the gentleman say, no, I'm uh, Harry's brother, Don. But guess what? He was nice. There was no problem. <laughs> he told me, he said, look, Willie, I'll check it. Don went in. I said, ask the president. He said, Harry on radio now. And I told Don about who I had seen. I tell him about Lyndon LaRue. And uh, they should have some independence. He said, we're only doing, um, you know, they have a Democrat Republican. But he was very nice. And he came out, and that's what he had told me. But then I found out, it, you know, that's what happened there. And that was the same day you was on, because I made it my business to be there. And I never get But Don was nice. There was no problem. I was mad with you. I said, Harry, I got some nerve. No, they had the radio. Got the mic. Go come out and bully me. But that was one of the most memorable days that I will always cherish in Atlantic City. Ah, oh, that's very and nice. And the final thing, Don, mm-hmm. is... Running for commission, Harry. I'm not out here answering questions and all that. I told you I'm telling the truth. Kick behind. Well, I'm rooting for you to run in District 1 because I want you to pull votes from Corsi because Vern uh, has a really good chance to win this seat. You you could be, Willie, you could be the decider. You could be the ultimate spoiler. I know you're in it to win it, so I'm not insulting you, but um, – I would ask you – well, I wouldn't ask you. I would I would say consider uh, what it might mean if you made a run for the District 1, the newly comprised District 1, which would be all of Atlantic City, uh, a sliver of EHT in West Atlantic City, as you know, and then Ventnor, Margate, and Longport. Uh, Willie, uh, I don't know that you take my advice, but um, take votes from Corsi. Give it a shot. Go get them, as Brian Kilme would say. Go get them. Open line at 609-407-1450. Let's get the break in when we come back. And I don't want anybody to leave the phone line. Stay there. You'll be next. And then you'll be right after that, I promise. And you'll be right after that. We have uh, nothing but time this hour for the next 46 minutes. Your phone calls. And then I need you to call in some more. But it's going to be completely different. The 9 o'clock hour is going to be 
an absolute fun suspension of all the um, the negativity, all of the hot talk, all of the politics, all of everything that right now is wrong in America. Put the supply chain out of your mind. Put what I believe is more. I, I they cop to eight and a half percent inflation. You know it's more than that. I heard it was Elon Musk say it's much higher than eight and a half percent. If they're willing to say it's eight and a half percent, you know what it is. It's over ten percent. I guarantee you it is. Let's put all that away. So right now, anything you want to talk about, the nine o'clock hour, I promise you, it is relatable. To every single person that's listening, you're going to love it. I know that I will. We'll be back. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Join. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 19 minutes past the hour, 609-407-1450. You know the funny thing when if you ever get hit with spell check or or um, what's it called? When it changes the word, it thinks you wanted to use a different word. So I, I typed the word move and it changed it to love. And I sent it to someone and so it didn't say I love you, but instead of it saying, well, I did say, I guess I love you. Uh, I, I wanted it to say I move. Uh, so anyhow, I had to write back a correction. I put uh, it should have said I move when you're concerned. Uh, so they, the, my friend wrote, you didn't have to write me that. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, Craig. I'm telling you, I hear your laugh. I know it's you. It's tough. Good morning. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to Hurley in the morning. Good morning. <laughs> I just told well, good somebody. Morning, I just told someone I love them. I guess there's nothing wrong with that, right? Well, you're 35. You can do anything. Oh, shucks. That's a. <laughs> so anyway, you know. Hey, I by the way, you. speaking of 35, which makes me think of number four, which is Kilmeade. He's on Mount Rushmore. Uh, you know, I'm still in, in training. Uh, I am filling in for Brian Kilmeade this Wednesday, live 9 a.m. to 12 noon here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 uh, from 10 a.m., 10.06 until 1 p.m. Just a little programming note. If you'd like to check us out, we're going to fill in for Brian Kilmeade. In my estimation, he is he is not the fourth most important talk show host in America. I think he's the second no worse than third. Some might say Mark Levin, second, Brian, third, uh, Dave Ramsey, second. But that's based on a lot of analytics beyond just listening, um, you know, ratings and things like that. Uh, and he does a different kind of show. But when we're talking about uh, what's going on in our country at a geopolitical level, I mean, Brian's content is so incredibly important. So just for everyone's advanced planning this upcoming Wednesday, we'll fill in for the great Brian Kilmeade. Craig, time is yours. Well, I, I, I'm wondering if you're going to have a, a much to talk about. Oh, but, my gosh. Uh, well, you know, hey, listen, I have the best luck in the world when I get these fill-in stints. So, you know, something's going to happen. Yeah, you know this and I know this. We will not be at a loss for content or great guests. 
Yeah, the only person. Uh, let's see here. Well, it's it's appearing to to shape up to be. I'm calling Harry because you know I'm I'm looking at microphones right now. I want you to know I'm shopping. Nice. Hillary's big donor from California. Ten years. Yes. You know, for a murder of two black males. Where is Black Lives Matter on that one? Doesn't fit. I mean, doesn't fit the narrative. No, and then. Attorney-client privilege. We got a whole slew for Hillary this week. I mean, Harry, you could do a, a whole a whole three-hour rendition let, for what's Craig, going on. Craig, let me make a quick comment. You're right about that. We don't talk enough about her, and maybe because, you know, she doesn't deserve it. But uh, I think she's still thinking about running. But Hillary, they are so sneaky, these Clintons. For those who don't know, she's simultaneously having stories planted that say, oh, what Trump's doing, suing Hillary, is going to prevent the release of information that otherwise would be damaging to Hillary. So they make it like it's a good thing for Hillary. Then they give her the other side of the coin and flip it and do it that way in her favor, saying that Trump's uh, suit is frivolous and this and that. I mean, they they want it every which way. Well, you know, Harry, this Durham case here, for me, you know, who's, I, I love this type of, you know, backdoor. He comes from behind and then does his research. This type of research, he's like a professor. So this, anybody like for me, this is like, oh, my God, I'm like, I love watching this guy. I just, but, I just uh, want it. I know the pandemic partly is the reason this has gone on. This would be over if we did not have two years of the pandemic because the grand jury was shut down for a period of time. I just want it to happen. Maybe it would be, maybe this is just a blessing, the delay, because if there are indictments right running up to the midterm election, that will all be very helpful. Well, she seems to be having a little bit of difficulty and, you know, with uh, whether it's uh, attorney uh, client privilege. And then, so this week, DNC, Podesta, the whole slew, they're all going attorney-client privilege, but Durham got them because they spoke. And you know, Carrie, like you said, it's not the crime, it's the cover-up. You said that so many times here. Oh, yeah, Durham's got them. And you know, the sad part is they're going to go right now, and this week is big for her. But also, people, watch, Julian Assange may be coming this May to the United States. And just remember, he knows why Rich, that I, I forget his first name, that kid was murdered from the DNC. And, and, and they say he was robbed, but nobody gets robbed and leaves a Rolex on somebody's wrist, Harry. Do you know, know somebody that does rob somebody? Right. You know, I've Rolex. never, I've it's never, yeah, I've never bought that. And even more than that, I've never bought that story, but they're very, um, aggressive to shut anybody down that that brings this up they don't want anybody talking about it it's just you're supposed to accept their version uh i i don't i don't accept it i don't believe it can i just follow up on one thing that you brought up this morning sir yes sir nancy pelosi yes okay so january 6th they 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 have uh the great one mark levin doing a video people you can watch it where January 6th, there's a red cap guy. Now, I'm going to tell you that, that, that I think that guy might have been a plant. But the police are at the vestibule, okay, with, at their podium, 
and the guy's waving the guys in, and the cops open up the door, and they go, come on in, come on in. It's like breakfast time over here. You, you would think we were going over to Gary Field's uh, place. Well, Craig, there. that's why they're very strategic. They're only releasing video that fits their narrative. And Nancy's sweating because her emails are got to come out, Harry. Well, here, here's what's going to happen. Nothing happens prior to Republicans taking back at least the House. Once Republicans have subpoena power, Hunter Biden is going to be under subpoena. Jim Biden is going to be under subpoena. I believe President Biden will be under subpoena. And I don't think he's going to be able to get out of it. Say, like, wait till I'm not president. I don't think it's going to go like that. Bill Clinton had to testify as president. President Trump had to. Uh, So a lot of truth is going to come out. Once Republicans have subpoena power again, let me leave you with this one because I want to get in one more call before the bottom of the hour break, Craig. I would like to know why the multi-billionaire former uh, wife of the mayor of Moscow, why did Joe Biden not select her to have all of her assets frozen? Have you been following this story? Oh, absolutely. For those who haven't, Republicans uh, brought up yesterday that they want answers to this question. Why weren't her assets frozen? And it does that. Does it have anything to do with the $3 million that she gave to Hunter Biden? Because guess what? If Joe Biden were to shut her down and tie up her billions, she would probably come out and say some things that would make the Biden family look very corrupt. That's my suspicion. Oh, the Biden family is the ultimate crime family. I said that before. Angelo Bruno, nothing. I think that was his uh, case study, uh, Biden, who he learned from. Yeah, I think I think it truly is. I think this is the most dishonest president and so many shaky things for 40 and 50 years that we have ever had. I, I, I just I'm sickened by the fact that he was able to lose his way to the top. Ten percent for the big guy. Yes. And it'll be it'll be very clear he is the big guy. Thank you, Craig. Yes, sir. Have a great day. You You know it. All right, let me get the break in. When we come back, our next two presenters, you and you, don't go away. We're going to go away for just a little bit. Uh, This is the Hurley in the Morning program. We have an open phone line, 609-407-1450. We're having wide open forum until the top of the hour, so we have plenty of time. To take more of your phone calls, I hope you'll check in. And we do have open phone lines for the first time in a few hours. 609-407-1450 if you'd like to be heard. Phone lines are open. And the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to change it up very, very different from what we've been doing the last few hours. It's going to be just total fun. Suspend all the politics. Suspend all this heated Stuff that's going on right now. It will not be an hour where if it bleeds, it leads. Although it could be. I don't mean I don't mean that in the literal sense, but you'll get it when I give the topic. The topic's gonna be a lot of fun. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. It's 30 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program, and this is WPG Talk Radio. all because of you, South Jersey's number one talk station. 
This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow this hour and all throughout the day on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. We have the truth, and it is documented. We post documents. It's there. The Atlantic City Board of Education, the city of Atlantic City, Stockton University, and the Boathouse. Liars have been lying about lying. We have the truth. Atlantic City International Airport was not closed yesterday. We have the story about a tower that was and Stockton University and their poll results on marijuana. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. If you like cooler springtime weather, you'll enjoy this weekend. And if you like it to be a little warmer, you'll love it too. For today, nearly picture-perfect sunshine with a high of 71, fair tonight down to 46. Cooler tomorrow, mostly sunny, 60 for a high. And then temperatures rebound for Sunday, sunshine and 73. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app.com. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 37 minutes past the hour. Your phone calls continue. Open forum until the top of the hour here on the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. 609-407-1450. We have an open phone line. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Mr. Hurley, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I just wanted to touch on January the 6th. Yes. I think that one of the most disturbing things about it is the total misuse of our systems. Judicial, FBI, the local police. How, how about pe- how about people that have been in jail for like a year and a half with no rights? They're, they 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 let murderers out. Uh, they've let violent offenders out. These people are in jail and they have no way out. They've never been charged. Yeah, it's ter- I mean it's terrible. Did nobody, you know nobody. I, I don't want to say nobody, but not enough people care. These Democrats, they play for keeps. They'll ruin your life. They'll destroy you. They'll destroy your family. They'll lock you up and throw away the key. They get away with it. None of this is constitutional. And they should be charged for things that they're doing. Well, this is well, this is why we need we need regime change in this country. We need to have a cleansing. We need new people to have the power. We need new people to have subpoena authority. And then we're going to get to the bottom of stuff. Could I touch on the Kraken also? Of course. I firmly believe that the Kraken was directed not, not on our side of the ledger, but on the other. Because they were not, because the group was not hitting the plateaus they wanted to, she said she said it out of utter frustration that she knew they were going to lose. And well, I just wish they didn't take the approach though. We're going to release the Kraken because they kept they built it up to where you you the expectations were so high that they were going to have proof about the Dominion voting machines. I always knew that was a big mistake. I just knew that was a loser. We never got into that on this program. I wasn't, it wasn't that I was afraid to. They were focusing on things you cannot prove. 
So why allege it? They should have gone after the voting methods in Pennsylvania and Georgia. And how are these ballots that don't have signature verification? How are they counting? Uh, but but I get I get hung up on this thing. They kept saying they were going to release the Kraken and then nothing. But I think the Kraken was from the other side. It's been loose in Washington. Well, you you say the Kraken is from the other side. Sidney Powell is the one who said she was going to release the Kraken. She said it. She said it. Well, I think, well, I know it was said during the, the case was still going on. And because they were not achieving it, I think it was out of uh, just... I think so, too. I think it was building up expectations because things were not going well, so you had to give people hope. I I, I know what went down here. You got to give people hope or everybody starts to feel like it's a losing cause and you can't raise money for the legal defense and it all loses momentum. So you just keep jazzing people up and you tell them we've got the goods we're going to release the Kraken and then nothing. Anybody out there that's listening, if you ever want to win a campaign, don't ever say you're going to release something and then either not release it or it be so impotent, so underwhelming that you absolutely destroy your cause. Because when Giuliani had the, the shoe polish running down both sides of his face and, and blackened the collar of his white shirt, and he looked ridiculous. Honestly, it was like Grandpa Munster uh, with his crazy eyes. And I love Rudy. Don't get me wrong. But that was not his shining moment. And then they brought nothing that day. This was the big day. The, the, the cameras were rolling. It was hot as hell. You could see Giuliani was schwitzing. And they brought nothing. They delivered nothing. It was over on that day. It was done. Yeah. And the other thing, I'd like to see Pence come back with uh, President Trump. Yeah, the problem is he crossed the Rubicon. He could have got away because there was nothing wrong with him saying, I don't have the authority to overturn this election. These electors have been approved. And if there would have been a second set of electors, you know, and there would have been a contest of that, then that would take place. But at the moment, Pence had it all before him. He had to to do what he did. His his role is very ceremonial ministerial it's not he's not a decider of what electors count and what ones don't count he could have got past that some of the stuff that happened afterward and him floating his presidential campaign which i promise you is going absolutely nowhere he should have kept his powder dry of course trump's gonna beat his ass every every day for a while because he doesn't think that pence had his back and and didn't do it, then I think Trump Pence would have lived to see another day. It's 100%. It's not going to be Pence. That's just unfortunate, that's all. Oh, uh, yeah, I agree. They were a great team. And Pence was a very loyal, very effective. I mean, look at, look at what we have now. You never heard about any of Pence's people leaving. I mean, th- th- this vice president that we have has lost something like 15 people in 15 months. It's it's all it's every day almost. And we're talking chief of staff, deputy chief of staff, director of communications. I mean, every employee you can think of. Appreciate your call. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. 
Well, I got it from my soapbox and blurted out what I had to say, so I'm kind of sort of breaching protocol here. But anyway, in the spirit of what I was saying earlier, uh, at a, you know, President Lincoln was not the handsomest guy in the world, so at a gathering, somebody walked right up to him and said, you're a two-faced, and he said, if I was a two-faced, you think I would show you this face? So he broke up the tension with some self-deprecating humor. Actually, the uh, GOP was founded in 1854 as an anti-slaver, pro-abolitionist, yeah. pro-constitution, anti-secret society. You know, and he Well, also- that's the irony of how does the Democrats, the party of the KKK, how do they have 95% of the African-American vote? You, you've got people like Robert Byrd that use the N-word in modern times. You have Joe Biden that described an African-American candidate in a way that is so utterly racist. It's unbelievable. And you could go up and down the line. Uh, incredible. And, and yet this is what's going on. It's really hard to process this. Right. Now, he was called a two-faced because he had said, if I could free... No slaves by saving the union, I would do that. If I could free every slave by saving the union, I would do that. And if I could free some and not free others, I would do that. At the same time, he said, with the formation of the GOP, it will prove to be a death knell to slavery. And because of that saying alone, South Carolina seceded from the union eight, eight weeks later after November 5th, 1860. Uh, that was December 20th, 1860. And in their writ of secession, it was because of President Tr- President Lincoln. I was going to say President Trump. That's okay. President Lincoln vowing to end slavery. Yeah. Well, the, the, the reality is they didn't have a way, their farms, the cotton crops and everything, they didn't have a way to run things without slavery. And Lincoln believed that slavery was unacceptable. And he was right. And look how long it took after Lincoln before actually uh, things improved. So it was very slow going. But, yeah, the South was furious. I mean, it's the reason Lincoln got killed. The South was incredibly incensed by Lincoln. But Lincoln, of course, was correct. Flash, I've got to run. We're going to get the last break in. When we come back, you are up. You'll be right after that. So please don't go away. We have plenty of time to take both of your calls. It is the Hurley in the Morning program. And this is... WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean. I did post something on my Facebook page yesterday. Sean Hannity became, he passed Larry King. He became the longest serving talk program, if you will, long form type program uh in history how about that that's pretty mind-blowing 25 years and some odd months and some odd days uh but it's up on my on my page that is a very big deal 609-407-1450 so he was in mid-sentence it disconnected so abruptly that i have to believe his battery died matt we didn't disconnect you it just cut out Oh, I get it, boss. No worries. No did, worries. Did your phone I die? I'm going to be on the top of a mount. Did, 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 your phone, did your phone battery die? Is that what it was? No, I'm on the top of a mountain in New Hampshire right now, buddy. I got you. So sometimes the cell just, it's sketchy. It, it kicks out sometimes. You know? Gotcha. But I, let me finish the thought real quick. Um, I, like you, lost my parents at a very young age, okay, in my late teens, early 20s, my father. Okay, so I've been on my own for a long time. 
And I've been have I, I happen to be working for the people that own both buildings that I want run one in Atlantic City and one in Ventnor. They own both buildings, and they also own property up here. But the patriarch of the family passed of cancer uh, last year, and she has since purchased some other property up here, a, a lake house that I'm at now, and another property in Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. So I'm very at home up here. You know, they're family to me. They're like my stepmom, you know? Mm -hmm. So at any rate, I happened to be watching Biden with, with Marianne O'Neill the other night, and she's on the couch, and I'm in a lounge chair, and we're watching it. We don't say much to each other, you know? And he says what he says. He babbles on. He shuffles off. And they said, Marianne, can you help me with something here? She goes, yeah, man, what do you need? Can you, I'm confused. Can you explain to me what in the hell he just said? And, she, and you love the answer, Harry. She goes, oh, that's an easy one. Nothing. <laughs> it's true. He says nothing. Well, he, he, he does on. because he doesn't know. If it's not in the teleprompter, he's Ron, I'm telling you, this is the Ron Burgundy presidency. I swear if they put something offhanded in the uh, teleprompter, he would just read it. When he When he morphed Title 42 with face masks... And, and basically made a declaration that there is a uh, Department of Justice uh, inquiry into um, Title 42 when he was didn't know what he was saying. And then he paused and then he started talking about face masks. It's it, it's a disaster what's going on. Yeah, well, I mean, he's supposed to be informing the American public, you know. I mean, you remember Mr. Trump, man, you... you Listen, you brought me into that world. You did, Harry Hurley. You know when he wants answers, he's very direct. He wants them. Yeah, what do you got? What do you got? Let's go. You know sure. what I mean? Heck yeah. And, and 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 this Biden, he doesn't really, what do we know? What do we actually know every time he speaks? Nothing. Well, because he doesn't he's know. He's supposed to be informing the American He's supposed to be informing the American public of what's going on here. Well, we can't expect too much from him. That's the reality. And especially, oh, my gosh, when he's not reading the teleprompter, there's not a single. I would ask anybody, you tell me the last time when he was speaking impromptu where he hasn't made a major gaffe. It, it, it's it's guaranteed. It's impossible for him not to because he's not well enough to keep any train of thought going. I saw it happen. He was talking about Title 42 and his mind went blank, and he didn't even know what he was talking about. And so then after he scratches his, you know, usually scratches his nose, uh, he just starts saying something, and it could be anything. I read that babble he talked about a few weeks ago where all of a sudden he started saying about, I uh, was at the foot of the uh, Himalayas with, with she. I mean, he's capable of of anything at every at any time no, no. it's true matt i'm gonna get some more calls in let me go 609-407-1450 open phone line welcome to hurley in the morning you're on the air now i want to try to clarify something with matt does uh this is bringing back uh, our president is matt sure he's in new hampshire or vermont ah, he he's in new hampshire okay I just wanted to clarify that one. Yeah. And uh, 
They're going to bring in the Easter Bunny full time. I heard you did such a good job. So well, the Easter Bunny was a she, and she interrupted the president and took him out of the rope line twice because the president was talking to people uh, and talking about Afghanistan and doing these different things. And because he's in this decline in terms of cognitive abilities, there's no filter. He'll just say anything. This is I know you know this, but I'm going to say it anyhow. This is becoming so impossibly dangerous that it cannot be allowed to go on for much longer. Well, it's uh, you use the term national security and you go to what you're talking about. They, they don't they don't melt. This is correct. He is a national security threat. I mean, even the stuff that Millie would say about "I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys a warning to the Chinese before we yeah. come over." That should have been an immediate termination. Yeah, that day. Oh, it's it's, it's, ter- was, it's terrible. The the people that that right now are leading the military with this woke philosophy, where they're more concerned with these feminine looking male uniforms uh, and weird hats and all this crazy stuff. It is all on purpose, Stan. All on purpose. They're emasculating. Well, that... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, no. Go ahead. Harry, how did that woke? How did that wokester stuff work out for the CNN Plus, who lasted twenty eight days? Not good. And their their superstar, their superstar Chris Wallace and uh, Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon and all the stars that they were going to put out there. Yeah, they didn't shine too bright. Did they? No, no, they didn't. Because you don't like it for free. So why would anyone pay five ninety nine a month for CNN Plus when CNN sucks? It, 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 they, they never had a chance. Zucker was just in a position of power, and he spent the money, $300 million, and it did not make it even for a month. Wow. Amazing. It is amazing. All right, Dan, I'm going to jump, and I'll tell you why. I need the last few seconds to set the stage. Here's what we're doing. If you want to participate... Stay on the phone lines. If you're calling to talk about issues, that's not now. That'll be next week when we come back or on John's program tomorrow morning during open forum. Uh, But that's not what we're going to be doing. Here's what we're going to be doing. I declare as the mayor of the morning, I hereby declare we haven't done it in way too long. I declare a mental health break hour. And when we come back in a little over five, six minutes from now, I'm going to ask you to share your favorite movie of all time. Or maybe if you squeeze a couple in, we could do that. A favorite or your favorite movie of all time, all this hour, next. We're not taking any other action. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. 609. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks very much. We'll set the uh, the stage, the table in just a moment. This portion of Hurley in the Morning 
on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, brought to us in part by AmbientComfortNJ.com. That, that's the website, Ambient Comfort. You can reach them at 609-568-0955, or I given, I've given you the website address, AmbientComfortNJ.com. What they're doing right now, and it is a great value, regardless of where you've purchased your system, your air conditioning system, if you call or you can get through on the uh, the web address that I gave you, ambientcomfortnj.com, or call 609-568-0955 to make an appointment for the $59 service special. That's regardless of who installed your system. $59, and they'll check it, they'll clean it, they'll give you any recommendations in terms of are there issues that you may not be aware of and they'll help you get that system through for the entire summer season where you want to of course keep things pleasant and keep them cool 609-568-0955 on the web at ambientcomfortnj.com this is harry hurley for ambient comfort tell them i sent you all right, 609-407-1450. Somebody dropped off, so there's one more open line than there would have been. There's two open lines. The topic this hour, it's a total mental health break. And I'm telling you right now, if anybody tries to slip something in, Biden or China or, you know, just gets crazy, I'm just releasing the uh, the phone line to get to the next person. We're, the whole point of a mental health break is not to cheat on the mental health break. It's to take it. And the topic is, what is your favorite movie of all time? And if you, if it's tough, you want to squeeze a couple in. We can't have 10, but we could, because we want to take as many calls as we can this hour, squeeze a couple in and tell us what they are and why they're your favorite movies or movie. 609. You'll see. You'll see how this goes. It's going to go great. 609 407-1450 and open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Yes, Harry. Um, can I say uh, you're going to drop me probably. I, I wanted to say my favorite radio show. Well, no. Let's do let's do a favorite movie. Okay. Gone with the Wind. And tell us why. Because it's the greatest picture probably ever made and you know they tried to cancel it you know yeah they really worked hard they they actually came very close to canceling it i think you can still get the movie but they came very close to canceling it i think what we have to accept is that movies that were made at a certain point in time there may be some things that wouldn't be able to be in a movie today i don't think you could make seinfeld today for example i think that show could not exist i don't think friends could exist today and we could probably go on and on but that's teetering on breaking the rules of the hour so gone with the wind uh true or false did superman george reeves appear in gone with the wind yes he did yes he did and what was the reaction when they were test screening the movie what was the reaction when the audience saw george reeves in the movie they didn't understand him. They thought it was he was Superman. Correct. He was poorly received, and they yelled out, Superman! He was the ultimate typecast. 
You know, you, you hear people today talk about how one role, they weren't able to do anything after that because people only see them. George Reeves desperately wanted to be recognized as a great actor that wasn't just Superman, and it, it, he couldn't. He was not accepted in any other role, and uh, that's exactly how the test screenings went. He was actually going to have more lines in, in the movie, and they cut his participation in the movie. He's, he, if they had some kind of longer bonus edition, there's more George Reeve that's on the cutting room floor. All right, so now there we go. We're off and running. And what I'm doing is, I'm, and thank you for the call and have a great weekend. I'm keeping a running list of all the suggestions. And then maybe into breaks, I'll give a quick rundown. So not surprised. Gone with the wind. The first Clark Gable. You could go on and on and on with the stars in Gone with the Wind. Good start. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. What is your favorite movie of all time? Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke. I don't think I've ever done this topic, and we've done it maybe three times in 30 years. That movie has always made the the cut. It's always been on the list. What do you like about it? The ultimate renegade. Well, the ultimate renegade and unbreakable spirit. I like that. They couldn't put him down. I like that. Was that was that truth? Was that easy for you? Was that automatic? You knew. You, did you have to think about it, or would, did that just roll off the tip of your tongue, top of mind? Or automatic. Give me a second one. Um, that's a good one. Can't think of one? Second one. It would have to be Burt Lancaster, one of the Lancaster movies, and I can't think of one right now. What I know th- he did um, There's so many. The Flyer. Yeah, well, I, I have yeah. that in my library. Um, I love, I watch it at least once a year, sometimes a couple of times. The movie is called Trapeze. It's Burt Lancaster. It is Tony Curtis and Gina Lola Brigida, and the movie is fantastic. Yeah, but... Yeah, and he did uh, Sabatini, the yeah. flyer. Correct. But that was, <laughs> he changed his mind. He didn't want to fly anymore at the worst possible time. I'm trying to think of the name uh, of, um, they were a team, and he became the catcher. Orsini, maybe? I can't think of the name. I should know it because I've seen the movie probably 50 times. I love it, though. I love it every time. I'll tell you another movie where Burt Lancaster is absolutely fantastic, and a lot of it was filmed right here in Atlantic City, which is just so cool to see Resorts Casino and that old um, parking lot thing, that machine where the cars used to be on a conveyor belt. I mean, you don't even see that really today, except maybe Car Vendor or whatever that company is, Carvana, whatever it is. Uh, But we had that back in the day. The movie is called Atlantic City, and I'm sure you've seen it, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Burt Lancaster, Susan Sarandon. I mean, it is fantastic. All right, let me keep getting calls in. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much. 609-407-1450, open phone line. Let's get the first break in, and when we come back, uh, you'll be next up, and you'll be right after that, and we do have a few open phone lines, 609 407-1450. If you're just tuning in 
It is early in the morning. It is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, but it is not hot talk. It's not politics. It's not mean, nasty, negative, all the the garbage that's going on out there right now that um, I think it's important to turn it off when we can. You can't you cannot spend every waking moment of your life, you know, stressing over dirty politicians or this negative thing or the next one. So we do this once in a while. I usually get very, very nice comments about it, even after the fact that it's nice to just listen to something that's not at 100 miles an hour and negative and, you know, all these things and challenges. We know the inflation is terrible and uh, that it's costing thousands of dollars more a year uh, to live in this country than it was a year ago. We, 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 all of that is not going to go away. I promise you. It will all still be there when we get done at six minutes past the top of the hour. But for one hour and six minutes, let's play nice. Let's have fun. Uh, I, If you enjoy and share what I just love, and I've told you this before, I don't drink alcohol. I don't do drugs. I don't have bad habits that I know of. Uh, I'm sure I have habits that annoy some people. But I love movies. I watched a movie with Chris Rock. It was wild. It's not going to win any awards or anything. It was absolutely wild. It was a takeoff of the Saw movies. Jigsaw. It's called Spiral. The movie is insane with these contraptions that they've come up with. I mean, uh, I watched that recently. So I'm all over the place. I'll watch old movies. I'll watch new movies. I, I love the um, the platforms that are out there that are putting out a lot of new content. Again, a lot of them aren't going to be award-winning or anything, but very entertaining. What I've gotten out of the habit of, I used to watch the Hallmark movies and um, some of the Lifetime movies. I just don't have time. It's just a picker, you know, a, I have to pick and choose. But I used to like watching some of them. I do like watching some of the um, the Hallmark-type movies. And Lifetime has started to do it as well during Christmas time. It is funny. They're all kind of the same movie. Somebody gets amnesia and they leave their job. And then they go to some other city and get really happy. Then somebody comes and finds them. And then they got to go back. And then they hate being back. So they go back. I don't know how I like these movies when every single one has the same plot. I don't know how they do it. They're all the same but different. But almost every one of them is similar. Not always amnesia, but the rest of it, almost you can count on. Hey, look at me. I'm in, I'm in New York or in a city somewhere, and, and I hate my life. And now I got to go to some farm, and, and, and I love it there. And I have all these traditions and things that we just love. So it doesn't have to be, if you want to call in, and we've got a lot of calls holding now. Every line is lit. It doesn't have to be the most famous movie ever or some award-winning, Academy Award-winning, you know, masterpiece. I mean, if you ask me, I think the greatest movie ever made is Godfather 2. And I get a lot of blowback on that because people that like that will say, well, it's not Godfather 2, it's it's Godfather, the original. I just, I like... Michael Corleone as the, the, the head of the family. 
I love the the way that the Godfather ends and he's in the chair and they're kissing the ring and and then it you come back and it's Michael Corleone running the family and I just I think that Godfather 2 is better than Godfather 1 and and it's very sentimental to me because I was there when Godfather 3 was being made I literally was on site during the helicopter scene and the boardroom scene Tom Cantone and I and I invited my twin brother Don and and full disclosure we each had twin lobster tail dinners and watched the helicopter scene from a crystal tower suite it was amazing so I know Godfather 3 gets trashed and Sofia Coppola gets trashed uh I'm not a hater I I like Godfather 3 I can't say I love it but I like it a lot they do settle a lot of scores in the movie so for me if they're not my favorite movies, they're in the upper echelon of mine, the Godfather trilogy. And, of course, uh, that Francis Ford Coppola reworked the the um, the third installment with Coda. And it's it's in a little bit different order. And he thinks it's it's put together better as he intended than how the original came out. That's pretty cool if you haven't seen that. All right. Let me get to uh, our break and then we'll come right back to your calls. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 25 minutes past the hour. Thanks for spending this portion of your day here with us on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I am early in the morning. And if you're just joining the program, it's been a lot of fun already. And I know you're going to get us right through to the finish line. We did have every line jammed up. Somebody uh, left us about two minutes ago. So we have one open line, 609-407-1450. So far, the movies that have been introduced, we're, we're asking you to call in with your favorite movie or a favorite movie or a couple uh, favorite movies of all time and a little just a little bit from you why so we have gone with the wind we have cool hand luke we have burt lancaster uh in a second movie i think we agreed that it was trapeze uh with the gentleman caller and i threw out the godfather trilogy not as my favorite it's really hard for me because i love so many movies it's really hard i love the james cameron titanic and i used to watch that more i haven't watched it in in probably a couple of years because I really OD'd on it, uh, but it's fantastic. And I, I'll tell you what I've done at this stage. When I watch Titanic, the Cameron version, I usually turn it off when when they go into the water. I stay with it until they're hanging on to the to the ship, until the moment they go under. And then right when they pop up and he punches the guy in the face, it's um, trying to stay afloat by drowning uh Rose, uh, Rose Dawson, uh, was what was her name? Rose DeWitt, Decatur Dawson, or whatever. Um, I turn it off 
I hate that scene. I wish it would have gone differently. I don't mind. I mean, you know, th- th- you don't always live. In, you know, some movies, somebody dies. Uh, but there was room on that on that headboard for two people. I can't get past that. So I, I and there is an alternative ending if you've ever um, taken the time to find it. There is an alternative ending to Titanic. A lot of people don't know that. All right, 609-407-1450 is a complete traffic jam. Let's work it. Let's work it down. Take out remove the traffic cones. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on well, the air. Know, yeah, you know you're killing me with this, right? To it's, pick one. I know. It's you know, it's like, impossible. Like there's there's a song uh crazy he calls me and there's a line from the song the difficult we can do right now the impossible will take a little time <laughs> exactly i love that so, <laughs> so it's fresh I, I i don't necessarily know if it's my all-time favorite but it's it's in the top three or five and i watch it whenever i can and it's fresh in my mind because we were talking about it just the other day and I'll give you a little bit of the song from the movie. Hello, I don't even know your name. Now, same time next year, are you telling me, is that your favorite movie of all time? It's it's definitely in the top five, Harry. All I, right, now, I, this is very important, Andy. It, it is almost unavailable. I have every channel that is humanly possible to have with Comcast. I, when I tell you I have everything, I have everything. There's nothing you can have that I don't have. Because, again, I don't spend money on drugs, on booze, and stupid stuff. Uh, so I spoil myself. If I want to watch something, I don't want to hit it and say, oh, you gotta, you don't have it. You don't have it. I tried to find somewhere in time. Uh, not somewhere in time, which is also a favorite of mine. Oh, and to get to interview Jane Seymour like I did, Andy, and talk to her about somewhere in time. Oh. Somewhere in Time is probably my favorite movie of all time. I will tell you, same time next year, uh, Ellen Burstyn and Alan Alda is one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. I tried to watch it the other day, and it was unavailable. Nowhere. I went even into YouTube, which usually has every movie available. And I think you told me you found it or something. But in any event, I bought the movie. I I have the movie. But all these DVDs are put away now, so there was no way I was going to be able to go through. I think I have hundreds of DVDs, so there's no way I was going to be able to find it. So I bought it again, but I had to buy the DVD. I couldn't get it, so I have a beautiful full-screen copy. It's because it, that is a movie that's so old that if you watch it on YouTube or regular TV, it's going to have a lot of space on each side, not top and bottom, but on each side. Anyhow, I own the movie, and I have it in a safe place where I'm not going to lose it. And I watched it about a month ago, and it was an absolute delight. I love the movie, Andy. Love it. Well, well, Harry, if you ever find that second copy, I'll buy it from you because I had the same experience. I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, and I have full screen. Oh, no, it's impossible. It was a miracle. It was one copy. I checked Walmart.com, Amazon.com. I checked just Googling it. It For some reason, I don't know what it is, some of these movies that are fantastic uh, become almost unattainable. So I, I, will, I will get you a copy, okay? I, I love it. Yep. Well, you know, it, what, I, what I like about a movie 
is I'm not into, not that I haven't seen these kinds of movies, but I'm not into the explosions and the car chases and all that kind of stuff. It's all right sometimes, you know, like Bullet. I mean, come on. Well, let me me give an example. It's amazing our taste is so similar on music and now movies. For example, I'm not a fan, and especially with Paul Walker gone, and that's a tragedy. Uh, I'm not a fan of, and I know the franchise is Vin Diesel and all these people, uh, I think The Rock even. Uh, It's fantastic, uh, evidently, but I'm not a fan of that whole, and I think there's been nine or ten of them now. But I'm not a fan of that. Not a hater. No, and the die, no, and the diehard movies and all it doesn't appeal to me. But in 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 same time next year, these are good people. They are flawed people. Let's remember what they're doing. Oh yeah, they're cheating. Uh, but yes, but they're cheating every year for their whole lives. <laughs> you watch, you watch their characters develop, and the dialogue between them. You're 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 glued to the screen. And the other movie that's like that, and it's the same thing is going on, although they cheat only one time, is The Bridges of Madison County. Correct. By the way, go back to uh, to same time next year for a quick second. You would have loved this. I don't re- – because time is going so fast. It's probably more years than I remember. But I'm going to say a decade ago. I might be exaggerating by a little bit, or it could be a little bit longer than that. It could be a little bit shorter than that. But at the Surflight Theater – Eve Plum, and I don't ever remember the name of the gentleman actor, but he was excellent. Two people only, and really, same time next year is only two people. You have the um, the caretaker guy, I forget his name. Uh, he's in the movie, but it's basically two people. Carry a whole movie and keep your attention for an entire movie. Eve Plum was wonderful in the Ellen Burstyn role, and her, her male... Um, partner was was fantastic in alan alda's role it was such a delight to watch a live theater performance of same time next year they did a beautiful job eve plum for those who don't know jan brady from the brady bunch why well, you know you i'm sure you, you like loved you're it. saying two two people carrying carrying a film like that or a stage play yep and and see, I love that because the characters the characters have to be good, and the dialogue, the, the writing has to be good for that to happen. Well, the two of them were great, and I know you you would agree with that. They were they were not good; they were great, and the way they changed over the decades. She comes, you know, arrives a hippie one year, you know, in the sixties. I mean, uh, an elegant businesswoman later on when she starts her own business. Uh, no real business acumen and thought she was stupid in the early years, went back to school and got her degree. It is it is a wonderful movie. Yep, it is. You know, that 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 those characters holding your attention like that. It, it's it's a quality that I, when I see that, that those movies always get me. Uh, it, you you use you, you usually ask me for just Harry, 30 more seconds, please. Andy, one minute, please. Give me a second movie. Oh, it's going to be well. I mentioned Bridges of Madison County, but 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 like on Golden Pond. But but you said that, but I didn't know that would be the second. You, I thought you were just citing a movie similar in nature. What is the second one that you're picking? Oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Bridges of Madison County. Okay. I think that I that film is 
superb, superb film. It's on my list. I got it. Thank you, Andy. Have a great yep. weekend. See ya. 609-407-1450. We've got to jump away just for a little bit. Andy just freed up uh, a line, and that's all we've got. We're going to get right back to your calls. It's 35 minutes past the hour on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. If you're just joining our coverage, it's a mental health break designated by yours truly. Uh, all we're doing is having fun this hour. Nothing serious. Nobody gets hurt. No bad politics, no harsh talk, no hot this or that. Just all that is not going anywhere. This mental health break is give us your favorite movie or two. And it's just been thus far, you 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 cannot exceed my expectations because you always you always meet them. This is Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Today. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, great one. Welcome back. 40 minutes past the hour. Taking your phone call, 609-407-1450. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. And uh, tell us, during the break, I checked some of my Social media messages that have been coming in this hour. And Madam X has been put on the list uh, from Karen. So we've got it. It's on the list. And what is your favorite movie? Star Wars. Uh, The original? Yes, absolutely. Hard to go wrong there. It's fabulous. Love it. My grandson Noah loves all of them. It was it was such a game changer for me when I was about eight years old that it was exciting, new, thrilling. The technology behind the special effects were amazing. George Lucas is a genius, and I know this. I'm not making it up because I could just I read between the lines, and he has all but said it. He got a billion dollars, but I know he regrets selling to Disney. Well, it doesn't everybody. Yeah, he just thinks he thinks they're putting out uh, garbage, and uh, he's not far off. Some of it's not bad. Favreau, John Favreau, who is a decent actor, but he's very creative. He's come up with this whole Mandalorian thing and all that. Star Wars is on the list, duly noted. Thank you. And then the second yeah. one okay. would be uh, Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. And truly amazing. What if you could make blazing saddles today? You know, we're, we're living in crazy times. No way. I don't think so. I think blazing no. saddles would be, no, uh, you, you couldn't get that past censors or anything at the woke, the woke mob, but let's not, let's not yep. go there. It's sort of a violation of the mental health break, but um, it just made me think of it though. Anything politically incorrect, young Frankenstein, uh, Seinfeld, yeah. you know, all yeah. the, all, all these things, yeah. friends, you just, you couldn't, you couldn't have them today. All right, Star Wars and Blazing Saddles, good taste, and they're on the list. Take care. Bye, Miss S. One open line, 609-407-1450. As Marty Allen would say, hello there. Hello there. (laughs) What do you got? Uh, Well, uh, I, I got a bunch of favorites. I'll name my most recent favorite, Home Alone Part 2. The comedy is fantastic. And, of I course, my comedy. former boss, our former president, is has a cameo yeah. appearance in there. 
I was just going to mention that here. Yeah. He has a brief appearance. Now, let's see how good you are, Gary. Home Alone 2 has a little subtitle. What is Home Alone 2 if you give the full name of the movie? Do you know it? Yeah. Yeah. Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. That is correct. <laughs> uh, not that I doubted you, but yeah. you, you have your cred. Uh, it's Home Alone 2 mm. Lost in New York. I love it. Yeah. Oh, me too. And uh, but I would I, I would have to say, in my opinion, and and, a, and I think in, in the most uh, professional critics' opinions, the, the greatest movie ever made is The Sound of Music. Sound of Music is awesome. And I, I and I would say this, Gary. I could I I'm going to write it down uh, on the list, but I I could never say it's the greatest movie ever made it's a fantastic movie it's a, an excellent movie but what what you've left nothing else now it is the 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 pantheon the zenith what is it about the sound of the music that it's at the very top for you well because uh it it, uh, it shows the way uh, it shows the quality of, of, of some of the uh, personalities, <clears throat> which is lost today for the most part. You know, uh, it it, uh, it it just shows the way. You know, the way truly nice people are. You know, the nice people in the movie. It, it, you just don't see people that nice anymore. I mean, very very seldom. Very seldom. You know, it it was just a, a heartwarming movie, and it, it's it's a rarity today. It, it is an excellent movie. Um, I think Julie Andrews is amazing in it. I, I I it's not totally kind though. I think that the um, the the um, oh my gosh, how can I forget his name? The male lead. Um, uh, Plummer, Christopher Plummer, who also is in Andy's favorite movie. Uh, no, no, no. It's my favorite movie. Andy's the same time next year, uh, Somewhere in Time. Christopher Plummer is amazing in uh, Somewhere in Time. He's pretty mean in that movie, but he gets nicer towards the end. So I think there's – and you've got a German element to it. There's some tough stuff in that, Gary. So I don't totally agree. It's not just nice, nice. I mean, he's tough on her and tough on the kids and – um, I think the movie is is actually kind of harsh. I met Julie Andrews um, and actually had some significant hang time with Julie Andrews back in the 1980s when Steve Wynn booked her at the uh, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino. Uh, so I actually talked to her a little bit about The Sound of Music. Uh, I, I got to run. I've got to get the last break in. So we gave you two. I know you got more on your list. We'll do that next time, Gary. Let me jump for now. One open phone line, 609-407-1450. 47 minutes past the hour. Sort of a programming note. It's a program, programming note um, in another realm. Uh, just for your advanced planning, I spoke with Brian Kilmeade. I spoke with his executive producer. And we're going to be guest hosting Brian's program for him this upcoming Wednesday. So you'll be able to be a, be a, a long uh, stretch of Hurley on air here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 because obviously early in the morning from 6 until Brian Kilmeade till 10.06 and then from 10 until 1 p.m. That's this Wednesday and we're already working uh, 
on the guest list and a lot of pretty cool stuff. So just for your advanced planning there. All right, somebody grabbed Gary's line, which makes me very happy. We'll be right back. The topic this hour on Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, is either your favorite movie or a couple of your favorite movies of all time, and tell us why. Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Here's NFL legend Terry Bradshaw. This is it, your last chance to win big money from Publishers Clearinghouse. There are just days left to enter to win. $7,000 a week for life on April 30th. Yep, you got to enter PCH.com before it's too late. Real people really do win. And time's running out if you want to be next. It's your last chance to enter, people. Come on, let's go. Hurry, enter at pch.com. Seven grand a week for life. Last chance. Enter now at pch.com. Entries due 428. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Bum, 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 bum. I miss my baby. Someone stole my baby. By the way, my baby is my landscaping truck that was literally stolen from a job site. Baby, won't you please come home? Owning a small business isn't always as lovely as it sounds, but with 30-plus customizable coverage options, Progressive Commercial keeps your business humming along. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I love my sweetheart. By the way, that's my riding lawnmower. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, let's let our digital participants play a little bit. This will only take a quick second. I'm writing one down right now, and that would be Tom. We'll get to you, Tom. You have Paul. I love this movie, and I'm telling you, if if you've not watched the movie The Game... Michael Douglas is one of my favorite actors of all time. I prefer Michael Douglas over Kirk Douglas. No offense, because Kirk Douglas is also incredible. But Michael Douglas, if I had to pick one actor, boy, it's tough. I probably would pick Al Pacino. But Michael Douglas is right there. I might, it might depend on my mood or the day. Michael Douglas is one of my absolute favorite actors. And what I do sometimes, I'll just do into the voice remote Michael Douglas movies and then I get on a kick and I'll watch a bunch of them and just pick different people by name because sometimes you forget but they all get all cataloged in front of your eyes and you can pick what you want this movie the game stars Michael Douglas Sean Penn their brothers and a lot of other recognizable people that I forget I there's another one that I watch probably about once a year it's a heart stopper I mean it's absolutely amazing If you've never watched it, if you like action, this movie is fabulous. Margie makes a really good case, uh, Dances with Wolves. It's really an amazing movie. I don't like it as much as she does. It might be because it's three hours and, and it's tough on me. But it is fantastic. It's one of the highest grossing films, certainly of its year and ever. It won seven Oscars out of 12 nominations, and this is little known, but it is a fact. It's been preserved in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress due to its historical significance and accuracy. It is a great movie. It truly is, as Margie's favorite movie. And Tom checks in with The Grapes of Wrath. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air, your favorite movie. 
Hey, good morning, Harry. Frank from Ventnor. Hi, Frank. I, I got two, if it's okay, Harry. It is okay. I'll go quick. I have yeah, two. Yeah, it is. Uh, one is uh, a Japanese movie. The title is Afterlife. And it's interesting, in Japan, the title is A Wonderful Life. Oh, wow. They, for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, had you said that, I would have been title. talking about Jimmy Stewart and, and Lionel Barrymore yeah, exactly. and uh, at all. Go ahead. And, and, Harry, the premise of this movie is when, uh, when we die... We go to this interim limbo location, and we must decide on one memory to take with us to eternity. Wow. So it's just a real, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's sort of a fantasy, but... Do you watch you know, it? You know, do you, you watch it, uh, Frank, do you watch it with subtitles? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You, you watch it with subtitles. There's no actors or actresses, you know. It's, uh, it's okay. low-tech, but it's just that whole thought. Pretty amazing. One, one memory. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are these counselors that try and help you. It's just a really, really fascinating movie. Uh, now, my second one is very much different. <laughs> uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I know the movie. Uh, it, the reason I like this, Harry, uh, it has uh, redemption, friendship, and best of all, what would happen if the Manson family made a mistake and went to the house next door and this house was occupied by Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. Wow. So Outside the box. Uh, yeah. and, uh, Good yeah, job. It's an amazing ending. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's my fa- one of my favorites. Thank you, Frank. Have a great weekend. Appreciate you. 609-407-1450, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning, your favorite movie. Uh, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> I, just, I love it. I just think... I. As serious as it is, it's so funny. And, and and you like to think about what sane people would think being in an insane asylum, and they probably all think that. But uh, I, I, and the, I'll give you another movie. Remember, if you ever say, and people say, oh, my God, I'm going crazy. I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. Nobody that's crazy says they're crazy. If you're crazy, you don't know it. That's exactly right. So I want to go to give hope to everyone out there that thinks that they are going crazy because of our trying times. You're not. You're just fine, and we'll get through this. Go ahead. As long as you admit it. Yes. Um, The other funny movie I love is Kicking and Screaming. I just love Will Ferrell going crazy on coffee. And um, Goodfellas. I like Goodfellas. Oh, me too. I like watching. I like the tough guys trying to... They're trying to stay in a black and white world where everything's black and white. And I just think it's it's fun. It's very interesting. And think about that cast. I mean, you have De Niro, you have Pesci, you have Ray Liotta. Um, and I love this man. I've interviewed him and his daughter, Paul Sorvino. You have all these amazing characters. That That is Martin Scorsese at his best. He got ripped off. He did not win the best director for that movie, which is insane. The movie is fantastic. Yeah, that's a great movie. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you. Good job. You you represented well. 609-407-1450 and open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Harry? Yes. Oh, good morning. How are you, Harry? Very well. Thanks for asking. Great show you're having this morning. Thank you. (laughs) I, I, I... Because I think you or maybe one of the listeners could figure this out. 
we're about the same age. I'm 62. And I remember as a little boy, uh, my furthest back memories, I don't know if it was a great movie or how it stands up in time, but a movie, The Summer Place, had great music. And I can remember my grandmother picking me up when a song would come on the radio and dancing around with me. And uh, it was so soothing and such a pleasant time to be a child uh, and be 62 and to be able to look back. But this movie, A Summer Place, I play it for my grandson now and I dance around with him. And if you YouTube a mix slash A Summer Place, there'll be a couple of choices. There'll be Troy Donahue and, uh, oh, I forget her name, Sandra Dee. Uh, standing very close to the ocean, a big blue black ground. Uh, they're in their bathing suits and they're hunched over. At one minute, now this, I don't know if it's a classic or how it stands up next to other movies, but I remember as a kid it was big with my grandparents' group. But at a minute and a 31 seconds into the video, a summer place, Chinese print comes up in the middle of the screen. And it's there for about four seconds sending some kind of message. And if you, I'm from Chinatown originally, and I know a little bit about Chinese print, but each character is a word in Chinese. So it's about 25 words, and I don't know what it says. That, <laughs> but I thought maybe. That would be fun. I'm actually going to look that up after the show and see if that is a mistake. Hard to believe that something that would be on the screen that long would be there by mistake, or is there sometimes people that have certain roles, especially a long time ago, can... Disney um, animation people used to do it. They would slip something in and try to get it past... I don't want to say the censors because Disney really didn't have anything that would, you know, be violating any any of the, the, the standards of the day. But they would try to slip something in. Maybe somebody slipped it in, and it's their own thing where they say, hey, look, when you, go, when you watch this movie at a minute in... I used to have a thing... Uh, where, and I don't know why my eye always picked it up. How many people out there, and you and I are basically, I'll be 62 in June. So yeah, we're contemporaries. How many people out there know that with the old movies, there would be a dot that would flash on the screen, usually lower right side, there would be a dot on the screen. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Oh boy, uh, I probably will. Okay, here's all it is. Whenever you would see the dot, that's when they were changing the reel because in the old days, it wasn't just one reel. They would change the reel. They'd have two machines going and they'd go to the other one real quick. Uh, that dot is in so many movies. It's, it's more like a, a, a light almost, a bright little flash, like cylindrical type flash. Uh, I could talk to you forever, but let me get some more calls in. A Summer Place is on the list. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning, your favorite movie. Caller, are you there? Listen for the beep. We're going to give you one more shot. Are you there? Yes. Okay, your favorite movie. The Ten Commandments, Malcolm X and Bullet. Wow, Ten Commandments. Denzel Washington and Malcolm X is something else, isn't he? That was his best role. I, I mean, it's hard to dispute that he was he transformed into Malcolm X. He fantastic. The, the, the Academy wasn't going to 
going to give him an Oscar for that. You know that. And, oh, no, 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 no. But he should have gotten it. And he would have gotten it years later. But, yeah, that was absolute prejudice. I guarantee you. I know you're right about that. Uh, he definitely deserved it. And Bullet, how do you go wrong with Steve McQueen? I mean, I, I don't think there's a, a movie that I love called The Thomas Crown Affair. And I thought I loved the Pierce Brosnan version until a couple of times recently I've rewatched. And I really thought I was getting the Pierce Brosnan, Rene Russo version. And much to my delight, it was the Steve McQueen version. Have you ever watched The Thomas Crown Affair with Steve McQueen? No. Well, take me up on that and you will absolutely love it. His acting is masterclass. I owe you more time next time. If this is Wayne, uh, I'm Harry. Let's talk again. Uh, I got to run only because I want to get in as many calls as we can in the closing moments. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning, your favorite movie. Good morning, Harry. Well, in the in the classification of movies you can't find anymore, it's James Caan, Alan Arkin, and Freebie and the Bean. Oh, what gosh. A great flick. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Haven't heard that in years. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. And uh, just to throw it out there, what my personal favorite, obviously, is uh, uh, Citizen Kane. Uh, I, I broke down a couple years ago, and I own it now. I bought it. I watched Citizen Kane for the first time only a few years ago. And the movie is, I mean, it's utter genius. Yeah, it was it was a class in... Every, it just blew everybody away in Hollywood on how to make a movie. Well, except, however, it was a colossal flop in the beginning. It became critically acclaimed as time went on. It was not considered yeah. a success when Orson Welles yeah. made it. How about that? Wizard of Oz, yeah. by the way, was uh, got good reviews, but was not critically acclaimed and, and thought of uh, as a great movie. And, of course, as time went on, it, it's an amazing classic. Let me get in one more. Give us real quick your favorite movie. Go. Harry, Jimmy Stewart, Rear Window. Love it. Love it so much. And uh, Christopher Reeve also did Rear Window, by the way, uh, ironically, uh, before he was paralyzed. Uh, Rear Window made it in the nick of time. I've got to go because Brian Kilmeade's got to stay. And we'll be back on Monday sooner than that on your app and at WPGTalkRadio.com. To Chris Coleman, thank you for putting a special Harry Hurley button on the app. So now you can just click on my name and everything relative.